From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome. It's seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Wow, wow, wow. Well, it is Friday the 13th, and this is no monster movie, but Jen Psaki. Bye-bye. My least favorite press secretary of my broadcasting career. Why? The just... Total dishonesty, uh, the sanctimonious, snarky, could we keep going, uh, just an offensive individual, and as usual, the incestuous revolving door. One second in the White House, the next second on air at MSNBC. It's enough, honestly, it's enough to make you sick. Truly disgusting in every way. And I have to say, get ready, because the deputy press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the only difference is she's more elegant than Jen Psaki. I've got to give Corrine Jean-Pierre, very elegant woman, extremely well-spoken, but the times that I've watched her perform... She actually is worse than Jen Psaki. And when I mean worse, I mean just a progressive vomit of misinformation. That's what you get. Just political spin. It's disgusting, actually, that we have to pay for this. It's that bad. And if I hear one more time, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the first ever... African-American, LGBTQ. What, what does that have to do with anything? Every single thing about this socialist Democrat nation and its leadership is always about gender, some kind of way to make something the, the star of the show when it should have no bearing. Uh, I don't know about you. I could care less if Corrine Jean-Pierre likes girls, guys. I, I have no I have no care or concern about that. That is that's not of any business of anybody's. But it's the headline. Get ready for it. And I can't believe this, but somehow, some way, and I won't go a second further without reporting on this. This is almost beyond belief. I drove by. We we left for five days. I mean, gasoline has gone up over 20 cents a gallon at least. If you were basing inflation right now, they got away. Oh, you know, it was 8.5. Now it's 8.3. That was only because most of last month, the gasoline prices had gone down a little bit. Not only did we lose all that, it's higher than it's ever been. My corner gas station, I drove by this morning, I can't believe it, over three hours ago. 
It's at four fifty five for a regular gallon of gasoline. And if you use the premium, and that's 0.9 on top of that, it's now at five fifteen. I went by slow to, to watch the um the different prices. I couldn't see every single one at one snapshot. You know, I could have stopped and taken a picture or something, but I didn't see what the price of the diesel fuel is, but it's astronomical. Well over six dollars. I've heard people say six fifty. So the reason I'm telling you all this, because you're thinking, I, I already know that. And I know you do, but despite the record high gas prices, Joe Biden is canceling the Alaska oil lease that was supposed to take place. This is not even believable in this environment. And President Trump said it this way, quote, not even believable. So I guess it's not believable. Not even believable that Joe Biden just canceled a major Alaska oil lease where not only big dollars would have been made by the United States instead of another country, but also the massive amounts of oil would be produced when gasoline is at the highest price ever. One of the things, and you you can say what you will, but one of the things about the Trump presidency was American energy policy, America energy independence. And look at the difference. We went from energy independent net oil exporter to this. I just wonder, I mean, you... When you say, you hear people say, how much longer can the American people take this? Well, unfortunately, we have to take it until the next election. The saving grace is you get the midterm elections. It is when when you really look at it, the reason you can endure, survive these extremes that take place because our system is just fantastic when you get outside of the the knucklehead politicians. And I'll t- I hate to say this, but I'll tell you what it's really going to take. We've got a lot of people that have been there for way too long. Now, I, I appreciate somebody can say, hey, Harry, you, you've been there for 31 years. I don't believe I approach what I do the way that they approach what they do. I approach my situation with no entitlement, that I have to earn it every day. I tease and treat like I'm on probation in our 31st year. And I just, I refuse to compare my longevity to their basically public abuse. They're going to retire with fat six-figure pensions Then they basically lobby back the second they're out and find a way to, if you look at it, look at people that have gone in. Now it's tougher, but people that have gone in with very modest means, you look at the Obamas, they had a house and basically nothing else. I I think their net worth was 
something like $400,000 or maybe, maybe a little bit more with the real estate value, but, but not much at all. Neither had really ever had a job. You had Obama, uh, the community agitator. Michelle Obama had some kind of leveraged position that, that to me smacked a whole lot like the kind of position that somebody gets when they're related to somebody that's in the Senate or something, you know, like that. And now they're tens and tens of millions of dollars. Let me let me double check. Siri should know. Hey, Siri, what is the net worth of the Obamas? Here's an answer from MoneyNation.com. There's no way to know for sure. The one fact to hold on to is that Obama... There's no way to know for sure, but I think there is. They've had books. They have the Netflix deal. So Siri let us down. I think if I did a more extensive search, I... I think they have to be worth over $100 million. I'll let you know. We're going to break anyhow. I'll let you know right after the break. So just just chew that one over for a moment that with the highest gasoline oil prices that we in the history of the republic, Joe Biden has canceled the Alaska oil lease, and there's no media coverage to speak of on it. How can that be? It's so corrupt. So incredibly corrupt. All right, I am overloaded. I don't even know if I'm going to have any time to talk about the Sixers. I fell asleep during the second half. You know, they were down one at halftime, and I just went to sleep. Actually knowing that they were going to lose, I'm a big Doc Rivers fan, but I just don't know. Um they 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 seem to just lack effort. I mean, I understood the fifth game was just an ass whooping. They lost by over 30 points. And there does come a point in time where you've lost the game. And it's a little tougher to say that there was a lack of effort in that kind of thing because you're taking people out and you're getting ready for game five and things like that, But uh, or game six, rather. But... This game, I just don't think the effort was there. So I don't know what they're going to do. They're they're a good team. They can compete with... They can beat the better teams and they can compete with the best teams. And in fairness, Joel Embiid, I, I, I give him credit. He was busted up. He had the... the Friday the 13th mask on. Uh, he had the, the the injury to the thumb. Very hard. And I don't think people realize that you're always getting hit. So I, I kind of give him a profile in courage, but just something just, I don't know if it's Doc Rivers. I mean, I think, I'm thinking if like a Pat Riley was coaching that team, a Billy Cunningham Some Larry Bird, I just think something is missing, and I and I love Doc Rivers. Don't get me wrong, just something isn't right. I can't put my finger on it. Anyhow, that was not good. We have a uh, a lot of good happening here today, though. 
open forum next hour. I'm looking forward to that. Senator Vince Palestina in the 8 o'clock hour. Now, I went one-on-one with Vince Palestina. You can read all about it. It's done. And we're going to share it at about maybe a little bit before 8 o'clock this morning. I'll put it out at maybe 7.45 if you want to check it out on the app or at WPGtalkradio.com. I think, well, I know in my career, it is the most extensive anatomy of an effort of a sitting senator that I have ever put together with a sitting senator. We went one-on-one on the issue of fish heads. The senator did not hold back, and we went day by day. Because what I wanted to do, there were so many lies being told by Marty Small, so many, that I wanted you to have an idea. Every And he had Small working against him every step of the way. I wanted you to have an idea. What did Palestina try to do here? And it is in a almost like a diary, but it is day by day. The date and what Palestina did, the date, who did Palestina talk to that day and what did they talk about and how was the situation going every step of the way from something like April 24th there. It's off the top of my head through May last week when we were writing all about it. I think you're going to find it very, very interesting, and it will give you an idea also. It's a great exercise in seeing how your senator actually works. I found it a fascinating one-on-one. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. Fox News Commentary. I'm Jimmy Fallon, and I'll tell you why the name game is a losing battle in Washington. Next. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could trigger devastating inflation, worse than the current 40-year highs. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to protect your savings right now with a gold IRA through Birch Gold, the only company I trust for gold. Just text the word SHELTER to 989898 to get a free info kit on how to protect your savings with gold. Again, text SHELTER to 989898. A student at George Washington University wrote an op-ed demanding the school change its name because George Washington was racist. Even sillier is the fact that it was published in the Washington Post, which is also named after George Washington. Personally, I think it'd make business sense for the Washington Post to change its name to something we take more seriously, like Teen Vogue. But as for the college, George Washington was one of the greatest men who ever lived, especially by the standards of the time he lived in. Folks, this is the father of our country, or as the woke Democrats call him, the parent of our country, because gender isn't a thing anymore until they're yelling at you about abortion rights, in which case women matter to them again. But stick with me. Calling dead people racist does nothing to help people who are alive today. Like, if you really care about the black community, let's focus on failing schools and high rates of violent crime. You could rename the school to George Jefferson, and it solves none of that, which is exactly why this woke tear down the statues, rename the schools movement is a dumb idea by any name. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at three. Now. 
early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 26 minutes past the hour. Ran a little bit long, a little bit uh, jazzed up in our first segment. So during the break, uh, I looked at two things that were sent to me. One, and they both both are important. Uh, one saved me a little bit of time from having to look it up. Don P. Hurley sent me that the Obamas are worth $70 million. So I said 100. It was just a guess. Uh, they will be soon enough. And you, you decide what you think of that. For me, it's disgusting because what did, what did they do? What did they do to earn that? Do we have a system that just pays advances? I mean, Hunter Biden, for example. What kind of book advance did he get for the crap thing? Uh, what was it called? Beautiful, beautiful life or beautiful mind or some kind of garbage. Then the next scammy, he got to uh, spit watercolor paint out of a straw and, and he got millions, hundreds of thousands or millions for that. Then they have this 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 show and uh, in the White House says, well, the best way to communicate with America, the most they, they actually said the most transparent way to communicate with America is to not tell you who bought the pictures. What? What? Or bought the art pieces. And now now we find out nobody's talking about it. Now we find out Hunter Biden gets two million dollars from someone to pay back taxes. What are they going to do? Say this guy paid the back taxes. Everything's everything's great. Nothing nothing to see here. Move move along. Who gave him that money? And are there tax implications on that? What is this? I mean, do you, do you get the feeling that we've never ever lived in a more corrupt America than there is right now? And this is not good news. Chuck Malamut and I have gone back and forth on, on, a, on a matter that I was not aware of until Chuck brought it to my attention. Elon Musk says Twitter deal on hold pending details on fake accounts. Shares plunge 19 percent. Well, I've always known that there, there, there are these things called Twitter bots. There are so many fake accounts. So he has a really good point. Twitter should. I mean, if you, whenever you're buying a company, there's always an audit. You, you put stickers on all the computers and equipment that, that you, you do an audit of everything. And you shouldn't be paying a premium on fake accounts. So I, I, I consider this bad news if Elon Musk decides not to buy Twitter. Because he was going to change the entire culture. But I don't blame him one bit for wanting, wanting to get a handle on how many true user members do you have versus how many fake accounts. Because you shouldn't be paying a premium for that. Before we go to the bottom of the hour break, let me let me squeeze in. Uh, I have be oh, I always was a fan, but I've become an even more enormous fan of Kelsey Grammer. I want to meet Kelsey Grammer. That that's a goal of mine, and you know when I set goals, I I achieve them. But I try to set manageable goals. I try not to set goals 
that are impossible because what sense does that make? If you set a goal, like if I said I want to set a goal to break four minutes in the mile running. Now, what what cockamamie crazy sense does that make? Because I couldn't break four minutes when I was in peak condition for me. So I'm not going to set that goal. I'm not going to set the goal that I want to be the shortstop for the New York Yankees. Although I would love to have been. But I do set other goals. That are lofty but attainable. And I'll, I'll let you know. I'll share with you the photo when it happens. But I will meet Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer will be at, what I'm getting at is that Kelsey Grammer will be at Hard Rock tonight and tomorrow. And he's got a few events. He, they're doing an entire takeover. If you go to WPGTalkRadio.com or your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, you will see my article and I have all the details. So he'll be at Hard Rock it's a complete – he started a company back in 2015 that we've written a lot about. Uh, so you can actually see a bunch of stuff on Kelsey Grammer that we have written. Don Hurley has met Kelsey Grammer and has the photo to prove it. Kelsey Grammer is a beautiful man. So not only will be they'll be doing a full takeover with the Kelsey Grammer faith American Brewing Company, his Faith Beer, Faith Ale. Uh, they'll be doing that at Hard Rock. And there's one other event that he's doing at Hard Rock that I have in the article. It just escapes me the exact particular. And then on Sunday, and let me go to my notes. This I do have quick at my ready reference, and I've got to get the bottom of the hour break in. Give me one second. Uh, then Kelsey Grammer will be at steel pier this sunday and that will be from 3 p.m to 4 30 p.m where kelsey Grammer will be behind the bar at steel pier 3 to 4 30 p.m he'll be serving his own faith american craft beer so that's a great weekend today tonight tomorrow and sunday kelsey Grammer back in atlantic city and I'm Hurley in the morning, and we'll be back in just a little bit. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A man falls to his death from Atlantic City's Ocean Club condominium. So tragic. Uh, you can check that out. Senator Vince Palestina will be posting that shortly. The final word on fish heads and more. And Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian will face likely a divided city council. That and more on your app. I am early in the morning. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. We start today with fog and low clouds, and we'll pretty much end the same way. You may encounter some spotty showers and drizzle along the way, real light stuff. Today's high temperature limited to 66. Cloudy and foggy again tonight, low of 60. And then tomorrow, scattered showers are possible, especially from morning through around midday. It'll be mostly cloudy to overcast with a high of 68.
Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground. This is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. 39 minutes past the hour. Open forum at 7. Senator Vince Palestina. Uh, I don't even think I said that in English. I think I said that in like Orc. No, what? what uh, yeah, Mork from Orc. I said that in Orc. Senator Vince Palestina, 8 o'clock hour. Don P. Hurley in the 9 o'clock hour. I asked Don to come on this morning. I am extremely jazzed up about Jason Chef 2.0. Jason Chef is, if you don't know, you do know. For more than 30 years, bass player and lead singer, he, he became, and Margie and I saw one of the first concerts that Jason Chef ever did. And it, things were different back then. This was, gosh, more than... 35 years ago, I guess. And it wasn't like it is now. You'd know all this stuff. Like, I knew Peter Cetera left, or I think I kind of knew. But Chicago is either my first or second favorite band of all time. Beatles in Chicago. But I, I, get, I, I, I go back and forth sometimes. I don't know. In any event, 1-1-A. So Margie and I go, and, and there's this new guy. And... I kind of knew Peter Cetera left and thought, wow, you know, what, what's this going to be like? And I fell immediately in like with him. Fantastic. I, I don't think Chicago could have done any better than replacing Cetera, who was absolutely phenomenal, with Jason Sheff. And in a, I don't want to say an odd sort of way, I think I like Jason Sheff a little better than Peter Cetera. Uh, but if you talk to my daughter, Kristen, she would, she would find that statement absurd. Saying there's no comparison between Peter Cetera and Jason Sheff. Jason Sheff is a huge talent. So Jason Sheff left the band. Then the band hired Jeff Coffey. And we saw Jeff Coffey's first show. It's kind of weird how I have this nexus sort of with Chicago, we saw his first show as the lead singer because he had been filling in. It was as though Jason Sheff was going to be coming back, but he never did. And so he was good, uh, but not in my mind, not as good as Jason Sheff. And now Neil Donnell, um, who can play the guitar but does not play the bass, so they have to have a bass player as well with uh, both, well, actually the trio, of Cetera, Chef, and Coffee, They all played the bass. Chicago was just overwhelmed when they heard Jason Chef and he could do all the ballads and do the songs that Cetera used to do, and he played the bass. That was just, you know, magic. Just sort of interchangeable. And the band didn't lose anything. And Jason Chef also is a great writer. He has one of Chicago's number one hits that he wrote, at least one. So we're going to talk about Jason Sheff, who's going to be here in Ocean City on the Music Pier. Now, they have this Beatles show that we're going to talk about with Don. 
I'm excited about the Beatles, and they're, they're, they're going to do songs from Revolver, and I forget the other album, but I'll have it all straight by the time we get to 9 o'clock hour after Senator Palestina. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, I'm extremely excited, and I hope he does, an Atlantic City date or a date. I've been looking for a reason for about the last 15 or more years to go see my friend Tom Cantone in Connecticut at Mohegan Sun. It's almost impossible to believe that one of my best friends on the planet, and I've not been to his place of work. I've been by it. We used to go to Foxwoods every year, and I actually would do the show from there. and was just fantastic because we would have time in Connecticut, and then we always went to Rhode Island, which um, I absolutely love, and I've got to go back. Newport, Rhode Island, one of my favorite places anywhere. Walking out there on the cliff walk and the steps out to the Atlantic Ocean and then the uh, uh, the mansions. Oh, just beautiful. The Tennis Hall of Fame is right there. A lot of people don't know that. The big tall ships. Really, it's just the restaurant scales and shells. It's fantastic. Really is. Just, just walking around. It's one of the first places ever that I saw people just walking out in front of cars and you were required to stop. I was like, what the hell is this? Now you see it everywhere. It was startling. It was many, many years ago. They would just walk out in front. I said, what what is this? What's going on? So the um, 9 o'clock hour is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I didn't tell you. Jason Chef, in one of the slickest... He's putting out a lot of good content right now. But in one of the slickest promos I've ever seen. And he put it up there saying it's a work in progress, but tell me what you think. And he's really engaged with his fans. Good guy. I wrote a comment about him. I said that his voice, and it's very unusual, he's 60. And he can still bring it. He can hit all the falsetto. He's got it. He sounds tremendous. So I wrote a comment about his vocals and he he wrote me back. He's just a good guy. And I want to meet him. That's also on my on my list. I want to meet Jason Chef. Because I've been a huge fan. Huge fan. We saw him, I remember the night very well. My wife Margie and I and the vice president of hotel operations at the time, Steve Kuypers. He was the VP of hotel and food and beverage. We took a limo from the Trump Castle Casino Resort by the Bay to the Trump Taj Mahal, and we saw an incredible evening of Chicago and Moody Blues on one night. I don't know what to make of it, The audience preferred Moody Blues, but not me. I mean, I liked them, but I was there to see Chicago. For me, it was just a bonus that also Moody Blues was there. But the crowd was clearly more jazzed up about Moody Blues. So that was a very, very cool night. Think about all the entertainment 
not just in the modern era, but in history. We've written about it extensively on WPGTalkRadio.com, WPGTalkRadio app. So that's going to be the 9 o'clock hour. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I keep forgetting to tell you the main thing I want to tell you. Jason Sheff, he started a new band. They're excellent. He's doing this tour with um, Todd Rundgren and Christopher Cross and Denny Lane. I think I'm leaving one person out. Uh, That's going to be great. And I haven't been to a concert. Well, I haven't been to a concert since the pandemic. So it's been more than a couple of years. And we're going. And I think it's on a work night, which I don't like to do, but I'm doing it. I think it's the day after my birthday, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to go see Jason Chef in Ocean City with that Beatles thing they're doing. But they're also doing their own hits as well. So I really like that. Um, so you'll have hits from Badfinger. You'll have hits from Todd Rundgren. You'll have Chicago hits from Jason Chef. It's going to be just outstanding. And on top of that, and i got to get this break in. Jason Chef is going to be de- be doing tour dates just himself, solo act. And it's called Chicago Nights. And he'll be doing a Chicago concert. I've got to see that. See, for me, the um, Peter Cetera. Oh, my gosh. Catherine, who's Catherine McPhee's husband? Somebody help me. Isn't that a terrible way? David Foster. Uh, the Chicago Peter Cetera, David Foster era. I think it's my favorite. I like it all a lot, but I think that's my favorite era. And Jason Sheff can do all those songs beautifully. I've got to see that. Jason Chef, Chicago Nights. I can't wait. I mean, I'll even go somewhere. Like if it's in Orlando, I'll get on a Spirit airplane. I got to see that show. I don't say that too many times about too many people. Back in just a few minutes, don't go away. Here's the great one, Mark Levin. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back at 54 minutes past the hour. Open forum at 609-407-1450 coming up in the 7 o'clock hour. We have Senator Vince Palestina following up in the 8 o'clock hour. Don P. Hurley. It'll be music, memories. It will be about Jason Chef. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of fun stuff coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. And I wrote an article that I forgot to tell you about, but I, I hope you saw it. I know that a lot of people did because we have the station analytics to prove it. But I had to write the piece, even though I was away and I shouldn't have, but I had to because it was so disturbing. I don't know if you heard about this, and I didn't see it reported anywhere, but YouTube actually took down i think it's back because it was so outrageous but they flagged a video of president trump endorsing congressman van drew at mar-a-lago they 
took it down and labeled it misinformation. Can you believe that? I mean, there's an administration that's doing a Soviet-style misinformation cabal. How is the president, the immediate past president of the United States, in one of his homes, endorsing a congressman? How in the world is that misinformation? This is crazy what we're allowing to go on. I always say this. The American people have so much more power than they realize. You think you have to take this stuff. And and most people are afraid to speak out. I mean, I have to tell you, just like this fish head situation, I'm ashamed of many of the elected officials. They all came up with their own excuses why they couldn't stand up and support someone that was being mistreated. What are you in office for if you're afraid of your own shadow? Vince Palestina isn't afraid of his own shadow. What a profile and courage he is. And at about 745 this morning, what I'll do when I go to that break, which I take sometimes around 743, I try to get it in no later than 45 minutes past the hour. Look at our app. Look at our website, however you navigate to our digital content. And when I tell you that I spent a lot of time on this, Senator Palestina and I went one-on-one, and it was like an autopsy. We recreated, he did, but I took good notes. We recreated every day and what Palestina did each day. So not only is it, I think, a window into how your senator works, so I think that's cool, but you'll actually get to see who he spoke to from the state, for example, and when, and what you're going to find out is it's so self-evident, the truth. He had it done, and then all of a sudden it wasn't done. And the reason it wasn't done after it was done is because Marty Small. It's so – you'll see it. It's so apparent. And by the way, Harry Hurley, life coach here, because I know, I know that Marty's listening right now. You made a very big mistake. Never say final word on anything because – the final word now is going to be Senator Palestina on this. And you look like Biff from Back to the Future. Yeah, make like a tree and get out of here. And then his grandfather comes back in time and says, stop saying it like that. You sound stupid. It's make like a tree and leave. Not not make like a tree and get out of here. So Small came up small by saying the final word. The final word, I promise you, is going to be Palestina. And not only will we talk about it a bit during the 8 o'clock hour, but you can read in greater specificity than we could ever do in one segment, even three segments of one hour. Uh, Check it out. It's a day-by-day. We're going to put it up in about 43, 45 minutes from now. 
It's a day by day what your senator was doing on behalf of a constituent that needed help. And keep in mind, you got to give Palestina credit because he's a great senator, but the Republican senator doesn't do great in Atlantic City. But he spent more time in a city, and you got a mayor that mistreats the senator. This guy, Marty, you need to go to finishing school, it's called. You need to get some class. You need to get some etiquette. You're going to call a dignified, elegant man like Palestina a racist? Shame on you. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you started to write your book, just things that make you go, hmm, or these things that make you scratch your head that you can't figure out, like Joe Biden canceling a very significant Alaska oil lease at the time we're paying the highest oil prices in the history of the world. Or certainly America. I shouldn't say the world, but it's certainly America. Uh, Why can't you get baby formula, but they have pallets and a stockpile of baby formula for every illegal that comes in this country? Does 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 anybody really want to know why this administration Make sure that illegals are taken such good care of. Cell phones, furniture, apartments, uh, fake paperwork that they never have to even ever show up again. Plenty of water, plenty of plenty of baby formula. You can't get it. I saw a mom a couple days ago. I got to see some things that I usually don't get to see uh, when, when I'm here doing this show. And I'm watching this mom, and she's exasperated. She has a week and a half left of baby formula. She ordered four different mail order attempts. They all got canceled. And one that didn't get canceled got delayed by like three months. And then then you hear they have stockpiles of baby formula for illegals. This is incredible, isn't it? 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, happy Friday, Harry. Frank from Ventnor. Yes, Frank. And not only Friday, it is Friday the 13th. That's why I'm scary about this call. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! So, so, so Harry, I, um, I saw the movie 2000 Mule, and I'd like to give a few of my observations. Uh, please do. I interviewed, uh, full disclosure, I interviewed... Dinesh D'Souza, when I was filling in for Brian Kilmeade, uh, I don't even know when it was, two weeks ago or thereabouts, maybe not even quite two weeks ago, inside of two weeks, I think, ago. And I haven't had a chance. I believe my twin brother watched it. Uh, I hear it's very well done. What were your thoughts? 
uh, first I want to say I missed that interview with uh, the Brian Kilmeade show. I thought he would have a podcast. I, I think he does. He podcast. does have a podcast, but he didn't have it for that day. He like he he skips day. I don't know. For some reason I couldn't find that one. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, check it out. But, um, what I liked, the, you know, what I liked about the movie, Harry, it reminded me again. I felt like I was seeing a JFK uh, assassination investigation documentary. So I, I thought it was done well as far as that, you know, with the editing and the music. And Let me ask that. you a pointed question, because one little segment I am well-versed on. They show all these cameras in one big conglomeration, and you see all these people. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, the term ping, because what Dinesh D'Souza did, he was able to get cell phone records which place these people – at drop boxes many, many times. Can you think of a legitimate reason why people should be at drop boxes? I went to one drop box one time, Frank, one time. And I didn't wear rubber gloves either. Did any of that persuade you that something was going on here? Well, I'll have to get into it a little bit in a few steps, Harry, if I can. Yeah, go ahead. Steps I want to take. To- go ahead. Sure. Uh, for. First, uh, the important thing, one of the most important things was the geo-tracking. But here's what's missing, Harry. They didn't tell us how wide the fence was. What's the boundary? How far back from the drop box did they look for cell phones? So it's a lot different, you know, if they went only three feet away from the drop box. Did they go 10 feet away? Did they go 50 feet away? It makes a big difference on how accurate... Well, I think you're stretching here because there's no evidence that they did anything other than the people that were right at the drop boxes. I don't think they were going for somebody that was riding a bike 100 feet off the curb. Uh, they were they were grabbing the same people who were going to drop boxes. Yeah, but you no. Know, well, two things on that, Harry, I have to say. Okay. One is they never define that, so we don't know what they mean. They say near. All right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I know Dinesh, and I have his cell phone. I will get. I will text him, and I will personally get you an answer. Great. Okay. Now, Harry, just what the, what other little bit of information I know is true. The vote did submit that same data to Georgia Bureau of Investigation. They said it was within 100 feet. They looked at all cell phones within 100 feet. Which I, I'd like to. Well, do you know why? Do you know? But but do you know why they did within a hundred feet? No. Okay. Now I'm going to help educate. Hundred feet from the poles is almost everywhere except where it's totally corrupt. No electioneering can take place, so they consider anyone within a hundred feet of a polling place to be near a polling place, and therefore you couldn't do anything that would be akin to doing electioneering to try to influence the way that people will vote within 100 feet of the polls. That's the reason for the 100-foot comment. But obviously, you, you can't put a, uh, a ballot, in, if you're 100 feet away or if you're 10 feet away, you can't put a ballot into the box. Totally agree. But I'm just giving you an answer based on the totality of how election people look at someone that's near a polling place. That That's why I'm very confident but I'm going to ask Dinesh how many feet that they were surveilling, if you will, with the cell phones. Uh, they were only getting people that were putting ballots. They weren't getting people that were near 
they were getting people that were actually doing it. And it's the same people well, doing it. By the way, I asked, you, to... I asked you a question a little while ago. What about the rubber gloves? What about the, um, the people doing it multiple times? What would be the reason to be doing that? Okay, good. That's my second point. Perfect, okay. Harry. We're working good. Good. in synchronicity Team, here. Yeah, yeah, synchronized. Okay, well, it was a pandemic, so if a few people wore gloves to touch a public box, that doesn't surprise me so much. Okay. Now, here's the other thing with the video, Harry. One thing, is, I, did you say you saw the movie? I'm not sure. If, I did not see the movie. I've, I, I okay. have seen a few well, scenes of the movie. Yeah. Well, in the movie, here's what they do. They, they identify all these mules, but they never once, when they show up, a video. They never say, "Well, here's this. Here's this mule we see on video, and we also match him up with cell phones that was going to all different drop boxes." They never once do that. And then here's the other thing that's strange: they never show a person at more than one drop box with four million hours of video. They never show even one person at more than one Dropbox on the video. So that, that, that to me was, you know, make, makes it a little uh, less credible. Well, what if they were at the same uh, one more than once? Is that a problem? They never showed that either. If they had showed that, that would have been something also. Well, I, I'm at a disadvantage because you, I'm at a disadvantage, although when I interviewed Dinesh, uh, it was much more incontrovertible than what you're making it seem. You're making it much more ambiguous what would be the reason to just show random people voting once? That doesn't make sense. Good question. That's my question. But they never show, Harry, uh, if you watch it, you'll never see the same person. They'll never say, here's a person at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Here he is at 1 a.m. They never do that. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I, I have to go to break anyhow. I can't have this conversation with you because I haven't seen the movie. I'm, I'm basing it on what you're saying. I've interviewed the actual movie maker but I haven't seen the movie, and I, I do intend. I did Brian's show on Tuesday. I left basically uh, after Thursday's program, and then I was gone until late afternoon Wednesday of this week. So I haven't seen the movie yet, uh, but I plan to watch it, and I hope to watch it this weekend. Then the next time we speak, I'll be able to have a much better conversation with you. I know this much. I've, I've watched every movie that Dinesh D'Souza has ever made, and they're always compelling. I know he didn't just do some stupid thing of just showing people vote once and say, there we go. We got the goods. Uh, so I, I'm not accusing you of anything, but I don't think you're giving us um, the account that I will give once I have the opportunity to see it. Then we can debate it or discuss it or agree or agree to disagree at that point. So let me jump. And it's good to talk to you. When we come back, uh, John is going to join the program next. Hang in there, John. And all of your calls in the order that they've come in at 16 minutes past the hour. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you. Thank you. And here's my friend, Sean Hannity. The conservative underground meets right now. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. That's why when I tell you I vetted Dr. Oz, it was a very intensive process. I, I haven't had a chance to vet everybody, but with the people that we are vetting and races that we do deem very important, I'm not going to recommend somebody vote for somebody that I don't know to be an America first, make America great again conservative and save America conservative because we have enough of those people in Washington. 
So, you know, people can take shots at me all they want. I know what I know. And I, uh, my vetting process is far more vigorous, I'm telling you, with either Trump or Oz or whoever I happen to support than, than you might imagine. I'm not supporting somebody just because I know them and like them. I didn't support Trump early because I knew him and liked him. Had nothing at all to do with that. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today. Right here. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. And the U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value. And the price of oil quadrupled. Hey, everybody, it's Linda from Hannity. And while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%. And silver rocketed over 800%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call GoldCo at 855-815-GOLD. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, and as a Sean Hannity listener, you can get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Call 855-815-GOLD. 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. It is 21 minutes past the hour. Wide open forum for the entire hour. We have one open phone line. The Frank freed up. Somebody got it, but somebody dropped off. Uh, so there is an open line. 609-407-1450. John, how are you? Good morning, sir. How are you? Very well. Thanks for asking. Yes. Glad, glad that you had a good time down in Florida. We really did. I'm sure both you and Marge uh, needed that. Thank you. Love <laughs> uh, my thoughts, Harry, were I have a grandson. He, he's a young, young man, uh, two months old. Hmm. Uh, he needs a special formula as he was a pre, uh, premature baby. But I'm thinking, you know, we've got the whole family looking for this for formula everywhere. And when we see it, we buy it naturally. But un under this government that we have in place now, everything is gone up. We all know that. Everything. And I try to stay on the positive, And I'm, I'm driving to work, listening to you, which is the thing to do today, you know, always enjoy you. And is there anything that has gotten better? Can we think of anything that's gotten better? No, nothing no, Nothing has gotten better. I don't think you can come up with one item that is better than it was. Stock markets, the markets are down. Access to products down. Uh the the atmosphere in the country dour uh gasoline prices through the roof uh can't buy a home interest rates are going up you're going to see the next the next terrible thing is going to be happening and it happened in 2008 people's lines of credit are going to be getting whacked that's going to be coming soon no i i uh john i can't think of one thing supply chain hopelessly broken no, illegal immigration, out of control. 
it's easier to talk about everything that's out of control than it is to try to figure one thing that you could say, well, look at this. This is fantastic. At least this is good. Illegal immigration, completely out of control. Now, I don't think somebody email me, Harry Hurley at AOL.com. Social message me through Facebook, and I do respond. Uh, even if we're not friends on Facebook, you can send me a message, which I can accept, and I'll write you back. Somebody send me something that is better in America since Biden was president. John, let me flip it on you. Can you think of one thing? Uh, I was driving, listening to you, and I'm, you know, I'm th- the only thing I came up with, Harry, was the spin on it is that it's either Trump's fault, it's it's someone else's fault, or or something to that aspect. Yeah, Putin's fault. You got now it's uh, the King MAGA, Ultra MAGA, and Putin responsible for everything. But that's just garbage. No, there's no there's no truth, no reality to that nonsense. I I think I could think for the rest of my life, and I don't think I would come up with one thing that is better under Biden. Remember, he said he was going to unite America. He's the most divisive uh, president that that I can remember. He's horrible, horribly divisive. Trashes regularly half the country. No, I can't think of I can't think of a thing, John. Not one. No, and I listen to you, Harry, and I really get an in depth, you know, uh, thought or thinking on what exactly is going on out in the country, and and the spin is that it's someone else's fault or this person or that person. I think that it's time that Republicans or Americans, for that matter, uh, come up with some type of solution not not to do things underhanded like like it's been done but to say hey to ask a question like that what exactly is right and, and, well it's very it's reagan-esque john uh reagan-esque insofar as when ronald reagan was running against jimmy carter he basically said are you better now than you were four years ago what we're going to be saying is are you better now better off now than you were two years ago nobody's going to be able to say that uh everybody has gotten whacked in, in a big way. I mean, look how um, even with increases that people have gotten at work, they're not keeping away with the runaway inflation. I, I, how could I leave that out of the equation of things that have gone sideways and wrong? No. I mean, that that's the campaign. The campaign is basically they suck and you've got to vote the other side in. And they do have a good plan uh, to turn things around. Now, a lot of it won't be able to get done because Biden still will have the ability to veto things. And it remains to be seen whether the Republicans will win the Senate. I know they're going to win the House. Uh, so there's some work to do here, a ways to go. Well, I, I'm going to stay positive and say to you, sir, happy Friday. The 13th. You know, Thank I, you. It can't come soon enough, all this. I know, I know. I never wish time uh, away because it's so precious, but this is just horrible what's going on. This much I do know. If my former boss were still the president, we would not be having this conversation. There'd be problems, and he'd be getting trashed on a daily basis. But gas wouldn't be $5 and some odd cents a gallon. Uh, we, we, you'd be able to find baby formula and all these things. These illegals coming in in record numbers would not be happening. You could go on and on and on and on of what would be different, proving that elections have significant consequences. John, have a great weekend. Take care, my friend. 609-407-1450, an open phone line. 
Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. It's Tom. How hey, are you? Very well, Tom. Listen, um, this is going to sound, you know, like a neo-Nazi or something like that, but we do not owe, and I'm glad you still use the term illegal aliens instead of um, undocumented because that, 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 yeah, that changes the whole flavor. We don't owe illegal aliens, people coming into this country illegally, all of these benefits such as the extra stockpiling of the formula, the, the, the telephones, this, you know, this nebulous that you never have to go to court. We'll give you a piece of paper and you come see us in two years and we'll have a court hearing there. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to take care of our own people. And, and we are a very um, generous country. We help people around the world there. But our own borders, like it's been said many times, if you don't have borders, you don't have a country. Yep. And this is what's happening. No doubt. It's absolutely true. Hey, we came up with one. Guest listener Bruce. And Bruce, text me back if you are the Bruce that I know as a very fine basketball official many years ago. I can't believe how fast time has gone by, but I I, I think I know this Bruce that wrote me. His picture's too small on the, um, and it looks like it's family members or something. I think I see somebody in a, almost looks like in a cap and gown or something, but uh, I added, I'm just sending it to Bruce. Bruce wrote, one thing that Biden has done to make things better is more Democrats are going to vote Republican. I wrote, good one, Bruce. And more independents are two. And if you win the independents, you win. Bruce, write me back if you're a former basketball official or if you just happen to have the same name as a former basketball official I know. Tom, anything else? Yeah, just that we're on our way. Um... I hope we're not, but it appears that we're going to be on the way that something that you thought you would never see again, that actually our grandchildren might see of the interest rates of 14, 15, 16 percent there that you experienced in the the 70s when you were with your first mortgage and your first car. I mean, besides the one that you and Don had a a push started there. But, you know, when you got your your first legit car, (laughs) we're we're on that, that way. I mean, and it's scary as hell, but. It really upsets me with this whole thing about the formula and then watching the reports yesterday with some of the film of all of the emergency stockpiles for the illegal aliens that are coming in. And by the way, everything's an investigation with these cheaters, uh, because if it wasn't for Representative Kat Kamek, who we've interviewed on Fox News when we when we fill in nationally, uh, that, those pictures wouldn't exist. And she had a great piece she had the piece with the, the shelves completely filled for the illegals and the shelves for Americans almost completely empty. How are we allowing this? I guess I guess we have to until the next chance we get to throw these bums out. Well, something that you and I have discussed for over 10 years of how the, the media has come in there. And it's a simple thing. And really people have to have to think about it because here I am you know, as a therapist. If you're talking about an undocumented alien as compared to an illegal alien, still the same person there, but that, but that undocumented takes that, that harsh edge off and let's, hey, let's maybe help out this person because if they're undocumented, maybe they're really here legally and we don't look at it. But if you look at it, the term is as an illegal alien. Yeah, as in should not be here, as in breaking American laws, as in any other nation in the world would throw you the hell out or throw you in jail. 
But here we have, and I watched her, I watched a mom that has a week and a half that you talk about precise. She didn't say I have a week. I have almost two weeks. She knows she has exactly, she has, knows how many scoops make a bottle. She knows how much she has left. She knows she has a week and a half worth of baby formula. And there are parents out there right now listening, you know, that your children need maybe a soy-based and so maybe you get the Infamil out of our three children. One, we found uh, spit up the uh, baby formula that, that one dealt with fine. And then we went to the soy-based Infamil. Uh, so there are a lot of needs out there. It's not just finding baby formula. It's finding the baby formula that you need. And this is a very serious situation. And it's exasperating. And I've got to go to the break, Tom, so I have to say goodbye it's exasperating when the American people learn only through the efforts of a congresswoman that the stocks are the, the, the shelves are stocked completely full for illegals. But Americans are placing four, five, ten orders, having them all canceled, all delayed and going to five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten stores to try to find baby formula. And then the um, new press secretary uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre laughed when was when she was asked a serious question about who's running point at this White House for this baby formula issue. She thought it was a big joke. They're always behind everything. Now they come out and say, we've been working day and night on this. Well, how come she laughed the other day and didn't know who the point person was? They They are liars who lie about lying, and I'm sick of it. And I'm going to keep calling them out. Tom, have a good day. Happy Friday the 13th. Yes, it's a monster movie. One open phone line, 609-407-1450. It's early in the morning. Open forum on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. All because of you. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it is I, early in the morning, riding to the rescue just in the nick of time with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I'm throwing this one in first, but I'm not posting it for about another 11 minutes. Senator Vince Palestina, the final word, not Marty's, the final word on fish heads. A man falls to his death at the Ocean Club condominiums in Atlantic City and Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian. I see him facing a divided city council. We've got all that. From the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Other Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Have you noticed the hint of humidity in the air? You can feel it and you can see it. With fog and low clouds around today, that'll contribute to some unsettled weather for today and this weekend. Could be some spotty showers and drizzle around. Our high only reaches 66. Cloudy and foggy tonight, low is 60. Some showers tomorrow morning, mostly cloudy to overcast, high is 68. 75 on Sunday with a chance of a shower. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Finding great early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hi, it's Mark Lee and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. You know, they should have been on this six months or more ago. There's basically four manufacturers in the country that do these um that do that, that do the baby formula then then you had the abbott issue where they had 
uh, a problem that had to be dealt with. Uh, this administration, there's just no competence. It's it's why we were so fortunate to have a true business executive as president versus a political swamp creature that has never run anything. Think about it. Joe Biden has run toilet paper across his hiney. He's never run anything. And this is what you get. This is why one day they laugh like something's a joke. And the next day they tell you they've been working on it for months. This is, again, sheer incompetence. And and three out of the four that make the the formula had some kind of uh, government, you know, hell raining on them that they had to deal with. This this is a um, this is this is a tragedy. What's going on right now? And then you get people panicking, and then you get people like when the toilet paper and the paper towels. You get people stockpiling. It's a real problem, and they're not capable of solving problems. They just lie, and they pass it off on King Maga and Ultra Maga and Putin. Hey, by the way, is Putin the reason? For baby formula, has Biden found a way to do that nexus? Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good show. Welcome back from your vacation. Thank you. I'm glad you and Margie had a nice time. Um, two things. Yeah. First thing, my heart just breaks about this baby formula thing. Uh, I hope I don't start to cry. Um, <clears throat> I just, I as a mom... And, of course, my son is in his 30s now, but it takes me back to those early days. And what are these mothers going to do? I mean, you I'm, should just be able to go to, like, Sam's whole, Wholesale Club. They had, they had these enormous cans of either the powder or the liquid. You should just be able to get what you need. They're, 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 this, is not, this is not complicated. They're just incompetent. Well, so... But what do you think will happen, like with that mom who only has, you know... A week and a half? Uh, what they'll do, they'll do what moms always do. They'll make it happen. They'll drive to other states. If you're a mom and your baby needs soy-based Infamil baby formula and you can't get it after going to 10 stores in your state, you will go to Pennsylvania. You will go to Virginia. You will go, you'll go where Delaware, you'll go wherever you have New York, you'll go wherever you have to go in order to get it. They'll get it. Uh, but it's not going to be easy. And, and now that it's a panic situation, it will be even tougher. And then of course, there'll be the price gouging. Do you think at what point in, in your mind, do you think this will level out and, and, and not not be uh, as emergent a situation as it is right now. Months. Mm-hmm. Okay, my second uh, thing relates to Atlantic City. Two two parts to that. First one is what what is is the um, the end result of them trying to uh, force fish heads out of business? What was the end result with that? This is very good. I'm going to tell you the end result, but give me one second because you just prompted me. I said sometime before 7.43 and 7.45, I'm going to publish um, an extensive. I did a one-on-one with Senator Palestina. And folks, take a look at this article when you get a chance. It's extensive. It is a day-by-day accounting of what Senator Palestina did, what he tried to do, who he talked to, 
where things were. You'll see at some points it looks fantastic, like fish, fish Heads is going to be saved. And then, unfortunately, Marty Small, he was absolutely adamant that this business was going to be put out. Uh, the end story, let me hit the publish button. It's on its way to the Info Superhighway. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful path that it's taking. Gentle lady, thank you for giving me the opportunity to just do that. So the story is filed. If you want to check it out, uh, WPGTalkRadio.com or the WPG Talk Radio app. And Senator Palestina will be here in about 20 minutes. And this is one of the things, not only thing, but one of the things that we'll be talking about. Here's the Quinn Martin epilogue. So the show is over. Uh, and Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. comes back after the commercial break. And here is the epilogue. Fish heads got screwed. They're out. They're out. I cannot say something. There is something very good going on right now. I know that Senator Palestina is aware of it. Uh, it's not in the article that I wrote because this administration is so dishonest that I, I can't say what I know because they'll try to influence that. This poor guy, uh, Johnny X, he's been very outspoken, owns the Ducktown Tavern and Bar. Uh, do you think it's a coincidence that yesterday the Board of Health, he's out there critical of Marty Small. And the next thing you know, the Board of Health is in his restaurant. This is exactly what I said was going to happen. This, this is why so many people, there's this dine and dash politician that goes in restaurants and steals. And nobody will say anything because they know the Board of Health is going to be sicked on them before you know it. Uh, and this is what's going on. So the short answer is fish heads got screwed. After 25 years in business, the last seven in Gardner's Basin, with no reason why they couldn't continue, the state said they could continue. It was the city that did it. And they made that clear. Uh, he's out. That's where it stands. And for people to think it's just real easy, you don't have your staff now ramped up, ready to go. It's not a turnkey operation. There's training involved. He does these um, fish sandwiches and things. It's not like frozen patties that you just throw on a grill and you can teach somebody in 20 minutes and then they're on a, you know, a shift at a fast food place. Uh, this is very intricate. And uh, this none of this had to be. Um, I hope that uh, the owner will be able to reinvent himself someplace else. I mean, uh, despicable what happened there. And then my other question to you is something that's been floating around in my mind for a couple of weeks now. I had wanted to ask you, what, what is Chris, Chris Brown's current role? And is he in any way uh, able to, uh, what's the right word, like, does he... Does he play a role in the function of Atlantic City? And well, that's that's his whole position. He he is the liaison uh, for Atlantic City to Governor Murphy and Lieutenant Governor Oliver. He's he's the liaison. He's paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year plus total fringe benefits uh, to do that job. That is exactly his focus. But I haven't heard him in the news expressing opinion have i have no, i missed something you haven't missed anything he has taken the path of almost a monk he's working but he's not publicly out there okay all right um thank you very very much for for all the information and uh i just hope all those mothers out there uh i hope i hope um 
I hope they're they're rude. I know it's going to be a, a rough one. But oh, it's going to be tough. Think about if you're pregnant right now or you have a, a baby and you don't know where this formula is going to come from next. And you make these orders and they get canceled and you make orders and they then you get an a, a email or a text message. Your order's delayed 30 days, 60 days, three months. It's a horror show. So, yeah. and But here's what I do know. Moms are unstoppable. And they'll do what they have to do to protect their children, to provide for their children. They'll get it done. But uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to have this conversation with you. Let me run and get this break in, and we'll talk again. We'll be right back. One open phone line that we just freed up. 609-407-1450. I did publish it's the lead article right now at WPGTalkRadio.com and WPG Talk Radio, the app. And you will feel like you were in the room day by day, painstakingly. Senator Powell, so you heard all this garbage from Crazy Small. They now call him Mad Marty Small on top of Party Marty. That's his new nickname, Mad Marty, because he's just unhinged. He's just foaming at the mouth and frothing and 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 snarling and spitting and and just crazy and here you'll have palestina day by day an elegant statesman meeting with the dep speaking to this one getting this assurance trying to get that assurance and you will see every step of the way you will see the the it's really like watching the 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 sausage or whatever get made the hot dogs get made because you'll see it looking really good, and then all of a sudden it's, whoa, whoa, look at this day. Then you'll see the day where it all goes bad. It's all documented for you to read. We'll be back, and he'll be here in about 15 minutes. Sean Hannity. You know, what happened to the Democratic Party of Bill Clinton that said abortion should be legal but rare? So these radical pro-abortion Democrats announcing that they're going to be targeting all these Catholic churches as they did this weekend. But if you don't see the danger in this, there's nothing good that's going to come out of this. These justices now probably have to pack and leave and move to an undisclosed location. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 55 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Morning. Uh, I just want to recap this week and a great show all week. Uh, Number one, I just wanted to say how eloquent and educated both John Devlin and John Varello are. And I love listening to them and their love and passion for the city. Um, You know, they they just, there's no hidden agenda. They just care and they do their jobs and they just want the best. Um, You know, with Marty, he's having this big party soon for his inaugural, you know, uh, that he, because he's now mayor, and I'm thinking to myself, a real leader with the city in such disarray would say, you know what, I don't need the party, I don't need the pomp and circumstance. Save the money, let's put it towards uh, the Boys and Girls Club or, or some kind of thing for the kids. Um, it's so sad. I had to go to a Chamber of Commerce event a couple weeks ago, and 
it was so depressing driving down Atlantic Avenue and witnessing the homelessness and the drug crisis near the courthouse and the people sitting there along the Atlantic Avenue. I actually left the event and went back to work um, just because of, uh, I mean, forget about the condition of Atlantic Avenue and the potholes, but um, it, it just, it's a crying shame that it, priorities like the guy with the food truck, that's a priority for this administration when there's so much deeper issues. And my father being a retired Atlantic City firefighter, 35 years in Atlantic City, born and raised in Venice Park. Here's a man that can't and doesn't want to come to Atlantic City just because he doesn't want to see the blight and the and it upsets him. So again, I just wanted to thank you for your show and bringing light to how much work is needed to make Atlantic City great again. And I just hope that the taxpayers and the residents vote and really realize who they're voting for and, and what are they getting. And again, happy Friday and thanks for listening. Your call was outstanding. Thank you. You got it. You got it all down. Wow. You, you, uh, you should be doing this. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? Very well. Thanks for asking. Uh, um, well, first of all, welcome back, and I hope uh, you and Marge had a good time, okay? We did. All right. Now, yesterday I called the office of the uh, chairman of the House Armed Service Committee. Um, as always, a gentleman, that's always the way I am. But anyway, I brought up, I says, I did acknowledge the fact our focus is on Ukraine. However, I brought up that North Korea has to be taken care of. Something has to be done because now they're launching missiles from submarines. Yep. They're uh, launching two or three missiles every other day. And our number one ally in the area, Japan, they're endangered and they're just across the way from them, literally. And in a very courteous way, I asked, what does it take to happen before something is done? Do we have to have a missile drop on Pearl Harbor? Do we have to have one or maybe two or three drop on Alaska or California? Peter, Peter, they have no answers. That's the problem. They have no answers. They're totally reactionary, nothing proactive or competent about them. Senator Palestina is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground. 
to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Not a moment too soon. We are back at six minutes past the hour, and I'm very pleased uh, to report usually this takes place on the first Friday of every month when Palestina and Associates presents Senator Palestina. Uh, We were away. Senator Palestina was very accommodating and joins us now uh, on the Hurley in the Morning program presented by Palestina and Associates this hour. Senator, welcome. Good morning, Harry. How are you this morning? I am well. Uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank you uh, for the great job you're doing and also thank you for giving me the quality time to sit down with you so that we could go one-on-one with every action that you took relative to Dredgy Wood and Fish Heads Restaurant in Atlantic City. I, I like it because there's been so many lies told that this will this will be the truth self-evident for every reader that takes the opportunity to go to our website right now or the app, WPGTalkRadio.com or WPG Talk Radio app. And you can read an extensive piece that has a day-by-day chronological accounting of your actions, the conversations you had and who you had them with, how things were going, how they were going terrific until suddenly they weren't. And it really is a window not only into this particular constituent that you were trying to help, that you did you did a lot for. It's regrettable that he had his own city working against him uh, feverishly, or we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. But also the thing that I like the most about it after the human resource issue of of the one constituent is taken out of play is it's a window into your management style into how you do your job so i would ask people to read it and i think you're going to be very impressed but i'm not surprised because obviously he's an engineer and if you don't engineer correctly things fall apart and they break and they don't work so there's something to be said for this skill set that you bring and your competence level in, in order to um, do the job as senator, you, it appears to me, Senator, that you do it with that same level of attention to detail. And so on top of just this one issue, any, and I've already had a bunch of people write me, uh, said he's a statesman, uh, the attention to detail. So thank you for the quality time that you gave me because I thought with all the lies that were out there that the public actually deserved from the highest elected official – the opportunity to learn the truth and to see exactly what happened. And you gave us that and we were able to memorialize it. And I think it's a really good piece. Well, I agree, Harry. And of course, thank you for all those kind words. And you know, I really appreciate you and everyone else who, uh, who has good things to say about the, you know, the first six months of me being the senator, because you know, I'm getting encouraged by a lot of people out there and uh, thanking me for what we're doing. That's a great point to start on, and, you know, this hour goes quick, but let me take a little time and just give people kind of a window into the Senate position overall because, you know, you know, I've been into this for about six months now. You know, when I first got sworn in, which was, you know, months after I should have been sworn in, but nevertheless, I relied on all of the former senators, you know, Senator Gormley and Senator Persky, Senator McCullough, Senator Brown, the people that had been there before me, you know, picked their brain, talked to them about the spot. And there are four major 
areas, you know, that the Senate spot entails. Of course, you know, for your listeners to have a little, you know, insight into what this job is about. First, you have the, the legislature and the laws. And of course, you know, you either make laws or you can oppose laws. And so, you know, being where we are in the legislature with 24 Democrats and 16 Republicans, we'll say the Senate spot, they listen to the senator and it's much more collegial in the legislature. But at the end of the day, you know, you're a Republican in the minority in the legislature. And so while they listen, they take input and it is much more collaborative than when I was in the assembly. At the end of the day, you're, you can't have that great an impact just because Republicans are pretty significantly in the minority. So well, I still do that part of the job, but uh, not as uh, not as much as some of the other things we do. And the other things you do, you know, when you're talking about the state budget and trying to get projects funded around here, trying to make sure Stockton University is treated fairly, trying to make sure our municipalities are treated fairly and getting an equitable amount, equitable amount of funding, you know, in school districts and everything that goes along with the state budget. And then you have the appointments, you know, when you're talking about Superior Court or you're talking about, you know, CRDA or SJTA or prosecute or any of the other things. There's a whole separate role where, you know, dealing with appointments and all the people going on to these boards and all the people going on to these positions. And then finally, you know, you have your constituent services. So, you know, helping people with DMV, Department of Labor, DP issues, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, we have a whole staff dedicated, you know, every day basically just to trying to help people. And so, you know, as you and I have talked about many times going into this spot, that was a huge focus that we were going to have. And that's why we're doing the mobile offices. We have one in Summers Point at AMBETS coming next Friday with the Department of Motor Vehicles coming down and doing a mobile office. You can go get your real ID right there if you have any DMV issues. You know, you can go right there in Summers Point. We'll get you through the process much quicker than going out to Cardiff. And so wants to avail themselves of that opportunity you know we'll be in summer's point from like 10 to 2 next week at amvets if you want to call the office 609-677-8266 we'll tell you how to get set up and you can come get an appointment right there with the department of motor vehicles and we'll get you the assistance you need and those are the types of things that we are doing so the last three you know the first one is the legislative stuff and we deal with the legislature the last three there is a huge collaboration and huge communication with the executive branch. And so, you know, the governor and his entire administration, I am dealing with them all of the time. And as you know, Harry, because I know you've been told privately, and, and many people are hearing this, in six months' time, I have been able to develop a very, very good working relationship with the governor, with his administration, and with all his appointments. I don't agree with him on a lot of the policy stuff, and, you know, I let him know privately, not him personally, but I let the staff know privately when I disagree with things. And I'm not out throwing bombs and stuff like some because I have a good working relationship with them, but certainly privately when I disagree with them, I'm letting them know. But I have been able to develop a very good relationship with basically everybody in the executive branch. So when you talk about, you know, Commissioner of Labor, you know, I text with him, the, the Department of Environmental Protection, motor vehicles. We have relationships with everybody on staff up there to try to get people the help that they need. And I will tell you, after six months, our staff is doing a tremendous job. We have tremendous people in that office and every day, you know, we're seeing things in the paper and we're calling people trying to get them help. And so, I'm very thankful to the governor and to the administration for the relationship we've been able to develop because that is going to help 
people in this area long term. You know, as we uh, as these things come up, we're able to get people the assistance they need. And so now we go to the fish heads thing. And we're going to do it right after the break. Perfect uh, segue, a cliffhanger. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. And a reminder, in addition to what the senator will share when we come back, uh, check out the WPGtalkradio.com website, or if you navigate, most people seem to navigate through the app. All the digital content is right there. It is the lead article on our website, on our app, uh, about Senator Palestina and this issue that we'll be talking about next. And you will you will see a window into the management style, the operating style of Senator Palestina, and at the same time, an, an accurate historical perspective of what happened day by day uh, as this issue continued to unfold and it had good moments and bad moments, uh, a skullduggery, I have to say, from the city perspective where they were working against their own. It was about as filthy, dirty as it gets. You've got Palestina making it happen and then you have the city administration screwing one of their own residents. It's, it's, It's unseemly at every level. And we've got the entire story between the live appearance of Senator Palestina now and the content that we have memorialized on the app, on the website. Check it out. We'll be back with Senator Palestina in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back at 19 minutes past the hour visiting with Senator Vince Palestina, as we do each month. Typically, if you're joining the program today, typically, but occasionally we move it around. And we did on this occasion from the first Friday in the eight o'clock hour to the second Friday. This hour is presented by Palestina and Associates, which is Vince's firm, his engineering firm that does uh, a lot of tremendous work uh, all over the place. And uh, we continue. If you're just joining uh, Senator Palestina was sharing. It was really a great go to the podcast if you missed it, because it was really a great tutorial on what the senator has been doing over the past six months, forging relationships, uh, getting things done, helping constituents, a lot of good content. Check it out on the podcast uh, on the WPG talk radio app. And now to uh, just one of many issues we're going to cover this hour, but certainly one that I know the senator has spent a lot of time on because the article up on our website right now, we'll back up the statement that Senator Palestina put a lot of quality time into this issue. And I think that's a that's an understatement, isn't it? You put a lot of time in <laughs> on the issue of fish heads, didn't you? I did. And so did the governor's office and so did the Department of Environmental Protection. We're all working very hard on it. But let me just you get me segueing on these things. I just want to say before I dive into fish heads, um, you know, the show is presented by Palestine and Associates. You know, it's been in existence now for about 18 years, a little over 18 years. Much of the staff, we have now been together for those 18 years. And our staff at that office is now doing the best work that we have ever done in our history. They're doing, you know, because they're giving me the opportunity to do this job as well as run that office. And, and the staff over there, I can't say enough about that. You're only as good as the people around you. And that my staff at Palestine Associates is absolutely doing the best job we have ever done on behalf of our clients. And so I just want to thank all of them that are there because they give me the time and the ability to, to spend time on the fish heads topic and all the other things that we're dealing with. So just wanted to mention that. 
on the fish heads. So we get tagged in a social media post. And uh, as you know, Joe Berg is our chief of staff and same thing like Palestine and associates. You know, I, a lot of times I'm the spokesman for a lot of this and I'm out in front of a lot of this, this stuff, but Joe Berg is the chief of staff sees it. You know, Joe Berg has a law enforcement background. And of course, you know, law enforcement, you know, always involved in public service, always involved in trying to help people. And so, we get tagged on a social media post um, by Johnny Exodopoulos of Ducktown Tavern. Didn't know anything about the topic, didn't know about the issue, um, but, you know, essentially says that Fish Heads is getting closed down and they're trying to rally the community for support to, uh, because it's the last remaining African-American business in Gardner's Basin. And so Joe Berg, you know, reaches out to him, gets some background, finds out that the DEP Green Acres issues potentially are going to impact Fish Heads. And, of course, me now having a, a very good working relationship, as I said, with the administration and with the governor's office, figure, well, if this is a DEP Green Acres issue, and I'm the state representative, you know, state senator for District 2, this is something that I should take a look at. And potentially, if I can work with the state and try to save fish heads, that is something that the District 2 state senator should absolutely be trying to do. And so I have the relationship with the governor's office. You know, I figure let's uh, let's when we do the Zoom with the Department of Community Affairs, and I know you and I talked about this, and you have the detailed chronology, but that was like a Sunday where we were tagged in a post. The following Wednesday, we have our regularly scheduled Zoom meeting with the Department of Community Affairs, and again, Jacqueline Suarez, you know, is the head of local government services, does an excellent job there, trying to help stabilize the city's finances. Uh, we bring up the topic to her. She is not that familiar with it because it's more of a city and Green Acres issue, and she refers us to the DEP. But she's a, you know, she's a great representative for the city to, and to the point where Don Guardian on that Zoom mentions, you know, I want to walk around the city with you. And she says, absolutely, I'm going to put my boots on, Don Guardian, and I'm going to come walk around the city with you, and we're going to take a look at some of the stuff. That's the kind of, you know, service we are getting from the governor's office and involvement. And so they have been great. So, but they refer us to the, again, I've got great relationships throughout the administration. We go to their DEP liaison, you know, start raising the issue right at uh, the next day after that Zoom meeting. So now we're at a Thursday, you know, we bring up the issue. We say that the Green Acres issue, apparently, that the food truck can't remain. We want the DEP to take a look at it and tell us why, from a state perspective, why a single food truck, a little food truck at Gardner's Basin that has now been there for seven years, that has bothering no one, you know, that down there, apparently a great proprietor has always gotten kids involved in what he's doing down there. You know, he's always provided a great service. Everything we're being told is that he has been a welcome, positive addition to Gardner's Basin. And so, you know, the DP, we say, why would you be kicking him out? It makes no sense. We're two months out of the national NAACP convention. You know, he's an African-American proprietor, entrepreneur, hard worker, getting kids involved, should be a role model, you know, for youth. To what can happen when you have a dream and you work hard and you keep your head down and do your job. He should be a role model. And so that's a Thursday. DEP, you know, explores the issue. We're verbally communicating with them um, up until Friday, about midday. They say, look, we've looked at it. And this is verbal communication now. We've looked at it. But there is some wiggle room here. We're going to be putting out a statement. It's going to provide some wiggle room. We think that we can get through this season and be able to keep fish heads there. And we say, great. And we're expecting that statement by the end of the day, Friday. 
doesn't come out. We touch base with them over the weekend. They say they expect it to come out over the weekend, does not come out. Monday, I'm on the radio with you, and uh, we're doing just, you know, I think it was just a special thing where I came on on a Monday. Or no, you were talking about it, actually, and I hear you talking about it. And it was like in the 8 o'clock hour, and I said, and I told you, Harry, I'm going to call in on this. And I call in, and I say, look, we're working very hard with the state, with the DEP. You know, we, I think that there's going to be an ability to allow him to stay. And until he gets some direct communication from the state, because the state runs uh, the city of Atlantic City, I wouldn't move if I were him. And that, I still stand by that. The state still has not said he's got to leave to this point in time. So that's a Monday. Tuesday, the statement from the DEP comes out exactly like we were expecting, exactly like we were verbally told. You know, it basically everything we were told verbally comes out in the statement, which is, look, there's Green Acres issues, uh, but two restaurants are allowed to be there and food trucks can be there, but not on a permanent basis. Okay, so food trucks can be there not on a permanent basis. So maybe we have to change, you know, his ability to stay there year round. Maybe he can stay there for the season. Maybe he can stay there for a limited period of time. Maybe he's got to move once in a while, but there is the wiggle room that the DP has provided for fish heads to be there. So we say, great. So immediately right after the statement comes out, and of course the city of Atlantic city, you know, puts out their own statement saying, you know, DP and city are in lockstep and, and fish heads has to leave because DP said they have to leave. That is not what they read the DEP statement for anybody out there that has questions. So DEP statement is now out. I immediately go to the governor's office and said, look, there are food trucks can be there. There's a way to save this guy. We've got the national NAACP convention coming up. Let's figure out a way to make this happen. Wednesday, fast forward to the next day, Wednesday, I had direct communication with representatives from the governor's office and Department of Community Affairs, and I am told that there is agreement at the state level that they understand that there is a path, and I am told directly that they believe that we're going to figure out a way to get this done for the 2022 summer season. So it's Wednesday. You're great. We're on a good. We're on a good path. We're going to figure out a way to get this done for this season. <clears throat> then I don't know what happens behind the scenes with the with the DP or the governor's office and the city, but Thursday. I am told the path has narrowed. There's still an opportunity, but, you know, it's a narrow path. They're still exploring. And I said, now is the narrow path the adverse participation of Marty Small and the city administration? Because this seems like it was right there, the brass ring, it was right there, ready to be approved. Without question. So whatever communications are happening between the city and the state, after that Wednesday conversation I had, the city is positively the only obstacle why fish heads can't be there. So I don't know. Of course, they're not talking to me. That's their prerogative, whatever they want to do. But, you know, whatever communication happened, they put up every obstacle. And now come to find out, you know, they had notified fish heads repeatedly. And I'm sure they're bringing this up to the state. You know, we told him seven weeks ago he had to leave. We told him this. We told him this. We told him this. Well, they, I wasn't privy to any of that because they don't. They don't clue me into any of that stuff. But that's all the obstacles that they now raise in the state. It is the city administration saying to the state, look, we told him here, we told him here, we told him here, he's got to leave. They are the only obstacle to the path. Because I had this thing in my mind Wednesday, May 4th, I thought this was going to be done and Fish Heads was going to be there for the 2022 summer season. So that's Thursday. 
Uh, I just continue to work on a Thursday afternoon when I'm, you know, they're, they're out soliciting the NAACP, Atlantic City NAACP, on where have they been on this topic. But they're out soliciting to compile a list of African-American businesses in advance of the national convention. That is Thursday afternoon. I'm alerted to that. And I immediately tell the state, where are they? I have reached out to claim, got no response. Where is the Atlantic City NAACP on these topics? Nowhere to be found. But, you know, I alert the governor's office, they're compiling a list. This would be wonderful if we could say that Fishheads was saved for the season in advance of the national convention. But, you know, whatever, again, occurs between Thursday and Friday. Friday, about midday, I'm informed that don't expect this to be overturned. And I say, okay, you know, I'm disappointed, of course, because I thought I had it done. But, you know, I understand, okay, I'm on to the next issue. I did everything I could. You know, if you guys want to follow the city, then whatever. Let's move on to the next thing because we've got a lot of other things to work on. You know, this is one limited issue, and i got a lot of other things to work on with the governor's office. And so Friday at midday, my communication to the governor's office is, okay, you know, I get it. Let's move on. Well, Saturday, of course, this is when publicly this thing completely goes off the rails, too, because for whatever reason, he is so hell-bent on fish heads being out of there that he goes on a Saturday morning in the middle of a nor'easter with 50, 60-mile-an-hour winds and rain, and he pulls the food truck out of there. Now, keep in mind, literally less than 24 hours before, I still believe with the governor's office that I have a path and a way to keep him there. But the mayor you know, orders the impoundment of the thing on a Saturday in the middle of a nor'easter. And that, you know, triggers everybody to believe that there is something personal or political to this whole situation. Without a doubt. We're going to go to the bottom of the hour break. We're going to come right back. Time is yours uh, in just a couple of minutes, Senator. And that is a story that we broke from Disney World. And it was it went supernova viral. It was read by so many thousands of people because it was an outrage. A total outrage. And they damaged his vehicle. And at insult to injury, he had to pay money to get his business out of the Atlantic City Police uh, compound, the, the tow lot, some people call it. Disgraceful. Totally disgraceful. Everybody knows it. And there was just no doubt left because that – and there, by the way, there's two trailers there right now uh, from a place that's not even open. Uh, and they didn't touch that on the same day. So you can't uh, you, you just can't make this stuff up. It's so so transparently obvious. Thirty one minutes past the hour. We'll be back with Senator Palestina right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The top of the fold banner lead story. On the app on the website is Senator Vince Palestina, the final word on fish heads. It is comprehensive. It is illuminating and very revealing at many levels. We also have a sad story about a man who fell to his death at the Ocean Club condominiums and Ocean City Mayor Jay Gillian. He won, but he faces a divided city council. That and much more. From the Townsport, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. We start today with fog and low clouds, and we'll pretty much end the same way. You may encounter some spotty showers and drizzle along the way, real light stuff. Today's high temperature limited to 66. Cloudy and foggy again tonight, low of 60. And then tomorrow, scattered showers are possible, especially from morning through around midday. It'll be mostly cloudy to overcast with a high of 68. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Now is the 
early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We will be with Bill O'Reilly in New York less than a month from now at uh, Talkers New York where I learned about something very, very big yesterday that hasn't been announced yet. So as soon as Michael Harrison announces it, I will make an announcement on this program. But it's a very exciting announcement. I can't wait to tell you about it. We are visiting with Senator Vince Palestina. This hour uh, on a monthly basis is presented by Palestina and Associates, uh, a very, very um, talented engineering firm, world-class right here. Uh, in our region. We're very, very fortunate. And his team, Vince and his team, have done a lot of great work for the past almost two decades. All right, uh, epilogue on fish heads, and then I have something I want to lay on you. Yeah, so we were at Saturday, you know, they were they impounded on a, uh, on a Saturday in the middle of Nor'easter, you know, making everybody conclude that there was a personal or political component to this. And then Monday, you know, after this all occurs, the DEP has to take the unprecedented step. Because remember, Harry, if this was just the city of Atlantic City saying we gave this guy all kinds of notice and we're going to uh, evict him out of there, you know, we wouldn't gotten involved like we did at the state level. That would have been a city issue. But what they tried to do and what they continue to try to do is blame the state for this thing. It was not the state. And so the state is forced on Monday to take the you know completely unprecedented step of making sure everybody knows that it is crystal clear this was not the state ordering the impoundment and the eviction of fish sheds. And we'll make that very clear because I got involved in this because it was a DEP Green Acres state issue. You know, if it was just a city issue, wouldn't have had the level of involvement I did, but they tried to blame the state. And so two or Monday state comes out and says it was absolutely not us. And then that prompts the, you know, the mayor to go in and have this press conference of the administration, you know, and the first part of it now we now know, you know, lays out the history and they told him to leave and told him to leave and told him to leave. Whatever the history was, that's fine. If the city is going to tell fish heads to leave and the city's going to say, this is what we're doing is why we're doing it. Okay. That's your prerogative as a city, but don't blame others for what you're trying to do because you're looking for cover because you are kicking the only African-American business out of Gardner's Basin. And that's what was going on here. They were trying to blame the state. They, of course, got caught. And so Tuesday, they lay out, you know, from the city's perspective, why Fish Heads had to leave. No problem. You know, the business administrator and the attorney went through their little chronology and, and talked about it. No problem. If that's what you guys want to do, that's what you guys want to do. That's your prerogative. You're the city. But then the thing completely goes off the rails, of course, and anybody who ever did anything to advocate for fish heads, you know, if you listen to the finger, you said, you know, we should figure out a way for fish heads to stay. All of a sudden, you are the enemy of the administration and the enemy of the mayor, and you're attacking him. And that just, some of that was just so ridiculous. And by the way, possibly even a racist. Oh, yeah. Not even worth talking about, though, Harry. But the, you know, the point is, he, he is just unstable in some of these things. And, you know, if there are things weighing on his mind with this lawsuit or whatever else, and he needs a, you know, a leave of absence, he should take it. Because that, you know, if you look at some of the things that were said, he's going to be, uh, you know, I'm not, he's not my problem, but, he, you know, if I want it, he's going to be my problem. And, you know, implying to Bruce Weeks that, He's the Lord, and he gave it for his position, and he can take it away and call him Don Guardian, the biggest fraud on planet Earth. (laughs) 
there's something. And by the way, he crossed over just a few years ago. He crossed over party lines, did not did not support the Democratic nominee. And I played it yesterday. It was a glowing, beautiful testimonial of his endorsement of Don Guardian for mayor. This guy is he's coming unwound. Yeah, and that's the thing, Harry. I mean, it's like if you do anything, like I, all I'm doing is trying to do my job. You know, sometimes it involves a city, sometimes it does not. But if you do anything that is in any contradiction to him or what his administration is trying to do, you all of a sudden are the complete enemy, and it's a personal thing with him. And uh, it's just there's something going on there that is not quite right. So they're going to have to deal with that situation and what's going on there. That's got. You know, nothing to do with us, but that thing, if you watch that press conference, throwing the mic around, you know, attacking everybody who had anything to do with this from other Republicans to council. Senator, for some reason, I'm going to put you on hold. For some reason, your mic has cut out, but we'll get you right back. We're going to the final break anyhow, so nothing, nothing will be missed. We'll get you right back. It's 44 minutes past the hour, and then I have a um, I have an item that is Atlantic County centric and all Atlantic County mayors and legislatures. If you have a mayor council form of government, be listening because there's something we want to share with you next with Senator Palestina. Uh, this is uh, Senator Palestina's monthly appearance on our program presented by Palestina and Associates. We'll be back in just a little bit. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back with Senator Palestina. I am Hurley in the Morning at 49 minutes past the hour. Uh, Senator and I have only had a moment to broach this because I asked him if it was something that he would partner with me on and, and he was very accommodating. So now I can just announce it. A very generous contributor to the Hurley in the Morning charity reached out to me last week right before we were leaving for Disney World and said to me that they would like to make – he'd already made a contribution uh, for the upcoming event that we're doing on June 24th at the Limbo Country Club. So has Senator Palestina, by the way. Uh, So thank you for that, Senator. And he said to me – and he said, I don't want you to say who I am, but just say an anonymous – contributor so I'll, I'll honor that i wish i could say who it is He's a very good man uh and said for every municipality in atlanta county we have 23 that for their memorial day ceremonies would like a ukrainian flag just to show solidarity if you would like that uh i will send you a contribution that will pay for them which we're going to order them today and we know where we're getting them from, a, a very good uh, manufacturer, and we'll have them. And what I asked Senator Palestina is, could we partner together? Could I get you the flags and then the different municipalities that would like one? No cost. Just call the senator and you'll get one. Uh, senator, you're good with that, correct? I am absolutely not only good with that, we'll take a proactive approach in making sure we're also reaching out to every town who would like one and getting them the uh, flag for the Memorial Day celebration. I think it's a great idea, and whoever 
you know, the anonymous contributor is, certainly thank them. Those are the kind of things that uh, right now we need to show solidarity with the people of Ukraine, everything they're going through over there. It's just tremendously important to bring attention to the situation and anything we can do to support those efforts. We're here to help. Thank you for saying that. And what I'll do is we'll do an initial order of 15, just figuring that many will want one, but maybe not all 23. And I just don't want to buy 23 if we don't need them. Uh, So we'll have 15 in the initial allotment. And then you'll let me know if we need more. And we will will be guided accordingly based on that. In the uh, eight minutes or so that we have, eight and a half minutes, let's make it count. I don't want to shorten it. Eight and a half minutes that we have, Senator, time is yours. Maybe a drive-by on some of these things that I know that you've been working on, like Atlanta County Prosecutor, uh, Atlantic County uh, or New Jersey Superior Court, judgeships. How's everything going with all these other important things that you're working on? Everything's going very well, Harry. Like I said at the beginning, I mean, there are a lot of uh, facets to the job. Um, While things take more time than I would like, I mean, everything is in a positive direction and uh, really making progress on a lot of them. One that we have five openings on Superior Court. Uh, It's three Republicans and two Democrats. One Democrat has been nominated, um, Michelle Perry Thompson, who got, you know, rave reviews. She's actually from Camden, but we've been working down here in Atlantic City for six years or so. And, you know, rave reviews from Judge Mendez and everybody associated with the judiciary that's worked with her. Uh, So she is actually going to be the first one that goes on this peer court bench, I hope in May. There are a couple following right behind her, you know, that are basically through the process with the exception of the state uh, JPAC board, but uh, basically through the entire gubernatorial process and through what they need to do on the background check. So there's a uh, one Democrat, one Republican that are imminent that, you know, still hoping either May, June to have those two done. And then there are another couple of Republicans that are behind, um, but still you know, go in the process. Everything seems positive, and at some point we'll be getting them on. Prosecutor, I think, is, uh, you know, there's a lot of activity going on behind the scenes with that. I think that uh, something is coming soon, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be really glad to come on with you and talk about that once we have that uh, through the process. There are a couple things that have occurred this week that I'm working on, one of which was a CRDA replacement um, for someone who lives in Atlantic City, so for someone out of the area, someone who worked in the governor's administration that they're bringing in to go on CRDA. I'm working with them on that, trying to get some more information on that. And there's also another replacement at the SJTA, which I'm working on uh, with them that they're looking to do. So a lot of stuff going on with the appointments. I did meet with representatives of the governor's office down at the National Aviation Technical Research Park uh, within the last few weeks. And so, you know, trying to make sure Stockton is treated fairly with their funding at Portal Opens today to try to make sure their funding is restored, trying to work with the governor's office on getting some additional funding for the Aviation Research Park and support some of the efforts going on at the Atlantic City International Airport. You know, we still have this big redevelopment plan going on in Egg Harbor Township that the state uh, Department of Community Affairs is actually prepared. And there will be a presentation on May 25th on that uh, big redevelopment plan. Commissioner Andrew Parker, when he was a township committeeman, really worked with us to spur this, you know, looking at the Shore Mall area, looking at the old Bradges Shopping Center. Some of those areas, you know, have fallen into some disrepair. And so we're doing a big redevelopment plan for Egg Harbor Township. 
in concert with the state uh, to try to improve some of the, the traffic out there, the transportation networks, finally fix that so we can make left turns out of the Shore Mall to access the Black Horse Pike. And there will be a presentation in Edgar Township on May 25th on that. So, you know, and the governor's office comes down here and meets with us. And so working on that. We're also, we had a Zoom with the Department of Environmental Protection on some of the regulations that would affect uh, development on Absecon Island. Um, you know, this is in response to a study addressing sea level rise. And of course, that is concern around here. We need to do some additional dredging, which uh, Congressman Van Drew has been working with our office on, uh, try to find additional funding for dredging for some of our waterways that were really impacted after Sandy. Uh, but as a result of some of these things, there is the state is going to publish like a 985 page document which is called a PACT is the acronym, Protecting Against Climate Threats is what they're calling it. But it is going to affect development on Absecon Island when you're talking about Atlantic City, Ventnor, Margate, Longport, Orientine, you know, significant elevation of structures based on a study that has been superseded. It was a Rucker study that has now been superseded by um, NOAA study, National Oceanic Atmospheric Association, that was done this year. And so we had a Zoom with the DEP. They're actually going to come down here, I believe, in Ventnor and meet with us and go through some of that, the regulations that they're developing and take a look at the practical impact of what they're going to do to these towns. Because in some cases, you know, you're talking about structures that would have to be elevated six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 feet. That would be, uh, it's going to absolutely have such an impact on the island that we're going to get the DEP down here to review that with us. We're going to stand like on the street so that they can see the practical impact of what they're going to try to tell these towns to do. Because, of course, a lot of the towns are saying this doesn't make sense. Um, so we're working on all of those fronts. And, of course, the budget, you know, is going to be front and center over the next six weeks or so until we get a state budget June 30th. And so we continue to communicate with the governor's office uh, on the budget and trying to make sure, again, that everyone down here is treated equitably, treated fairly. You know, we get our fair share of the infrastructure money that has come from the federal government. Congressman Van Drew and our office works very hard on that. We actually have a Zoom with their office later today on uh, New Jersey transit issues and trying to get some more transit stations down here. And so, you know, there are, are so many moving parts to this spot, um, always working on many different things. You know, this shed thing has taken a lot of time and a lot of focus and a lot of, it got a lot of publicity, but there are so many things that we are working on that the public doesn't see every day, but nevertheless is going to result in some very good things for our region. It's a great update. Let me steal 30 seconds on your dime. Tomorrow, beginning at 8 a.m., it should go until about 12 noon, Atlantic City International Airport will be conducting a full-scale emergency exercise program. So you'll have mock victims being transported to Atlantic Care Regional Medical Center campuses. You'll have um, the emergency response vehicles. So you will probably see sights and hear sounds. Just be guided accordingly that it, it's, it's mock. It's not an emergency uh, for real. But this is the kind of training that if and when there is an emergency, you're ready to do it. And it was kind of ironic. I wrote this while on a Spirit airplane at Orlando International Airport coming back home to Atlantic City International Airport. But more details are up on our website. A minute and a half closing comments, Senator. Oh, by the way, Mayor Kane has already stepped up that we proudly uh, want one of the flags, one of the Ukrainian flags. So one of the 15 is already gone. Go ahead, Senator. Close us, awesome. close us out. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. 
So, yeah, I mean, thank Mayor Kane, obviously, for that. We're going to, uh, I'm sure many towns are going to want the Ukrainian flag. So anybody that uh, would like one, just reach out to us. We'll make sure you get it. And I guess in closing, just on all this, Harry, you know, a lot of reporting uh, that you have done. Just want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, give you the interview and give you some of the background on what occurred with this situation. Again, it is a situation we worked very hard on, certainly not the only thing we're working on, but uh, something that did take a lot of uh, time and energy. And just want to thank you for the reporting, for the accurate reporting, for telling the truth. And I I really want to thank the governor and the governor's uh, staff for all of the time and effort that they put in trying to work with us on these issues. Uh, you know, I've had an opportunity in the last month or so to sit direct uh, face-to-face with the governor, talk about some issues uh, going on down here. And, uh, you know, while I don't agree with them on a lot of policy stuff, I got to say that I have developed very good relationships with them. And I just want to thank them, thank him, thank the staff. Because, Ten seconds. You know, in terms of working together, um, they have been great so far. And so, again, just thanks to everybody who tried to work with us on this issue. Just heard from Summers Point. Summers, Summers Point wants a flag as well. So everybody that wants one, you're going to get one. We'll have them within a couple of days, and we'll get them to Senator Palestina. Thank you for a very important, wide-ranging hour. And go to the website for even more comprehensive coverage of the Fish Heads issue. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Harry. Talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. A Town Square Media Station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Don From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, yes, it is time for one of our very famous mental health breaks where we turn off all of the serious hot talk and just all the stuff that, you know, it's just not going away. It'll be there in an hour and six minutes, I promise you. And you got to do it from now, you know, from time to time. We, we try to do it at least once a week. Sometimes I fail because there are so many. I mean, look, you can't even get baby formula right now. I mean, how broken, how broken is our country at the moment? But uh, I, I do want to turn it all off, and we're going to have a great hour plus with identical twin brother Don Hurley, who I consider I'm a musical fan. Uh, for a novice, I have a decent amount of product knowledge. Don Hurley is at the professional level. On multiple radio stations, he has hosted uh, musical shows and done a lot of interviews and has a lot of knowledge about content and all of that. And I reached out to Don about two days ago and I asked him if he would be my guest for the final hour of our broadcast week in our turn off the, um, you know, the heat hour of the program of our broadcast week. And I might start doing that in the last hour on Friday. I mean, unless something is absolutely going bananas and we have to, we have to cover it. Maybe we'll make Friday 9 o'clock, which for 25 years was Gary Aldrich. We'll make it a uh, suspension of some of the other just stressful stuff that, that isn't going anywhere. And, and, and certainly we can, we can let it go for an hour or so. But I told Don I want to talk about the resurgence of Jason Sheff. He didn't go away, but I don't think there's any question that there's a resurgence. He is jazzed up. 
and he's firing on all cylinders. He did a cruise um, event. He's doing, um, he's got this one band that's doing great work. He's going to be doing, as I said earlier in the program, the Chicago Knights solo thing that he'll be doing. Of course, he'll have a horn section and and some accompaniment because he's going to be doing uh, Chicago tunes. And, of course, he's doing this, uh, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles tour, which we're very fortunate that, and Don, I'm sure, will have the date. I know it's in June. I think it's, I think it's June 20th, Friday, June 20th, or I hope that's a Friday. That would be fantastic for me. Uh, but even if it's not a Friday, hold on, let me go to my calendar. Now, nah, of course, of course, it's not a Friday. Uh, I wrote a note that it was Friday, but it's actually a Monday. So it's a work night, but I'm still going. We have our tickets, and it's at the Music Pier where I, I have to give them credit. Anybody at the Ocean City Music Pier, Ocean City uh, in general, that's a part of all this, I, I, I think Don will agree with this statement. They've outdone themselves. This is the most amazing lineup that they've ever had of just great, talented acts, one after the other. So this, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles, will be Jason Sheff, who is as good as he has ever been. He hasn't lost a step. Todd Rundgren, obviously you know who he is. Christopher Cross, sailing, uh, think of Laura, a whole lot more. Uh, Joey, uh, what, how's his last name pronounced? Uh, Maland or whatever, Maland, of Badfinger. Denny Lane, who played with the uh, the Moody Blues and Wings, and they're going to be performing music from the Beatles' Rubber Soul and Revolver albums. But the cool thing on top of that, they'll also be doing hit songs of their own. So Don P. Hurley, uh, who has hosted uh, Musical Memories and all kinds of iterations of music programs, uh, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles. Let's start there. Well, it's so great. First off, Harry, good morning to you and everybody. And I, I love these times we get together. This is hey, really- by the way, before we go a step further, did Palestina knock it out of the ballpark or, or what? Yeah, he, he sure did. You know, we're so lucky. I'm glad you mentioned it, Harry. We're so lucky to have Senator Palestina in there working for us, his experience and his energy. I mean, he's just uh, he's a great representative for everyone in this area. And just to show you, I mean, fighting for the little guy, you know, fighting to make a living for his family. In, uh, in a city where electorally he gets his clock cleaned. That's okay, though. You know, yeah. doing the right thing. It, That's it, right. It works. Yeah. Proving yeah. proving he does the right thing. Yeah. yeah, he really does. But this is fun, Harry. You know, um, the show you're talking about, this this is sort of part two in this series. They did, and it's sort of where I got on board with it, back in 2019, just before the pandemic. I think it might have been the last show that I ever did before everything just broke loose, you know. But uh, – in that iteration, it was uh, Mickey Dolenz was sitting in. Uh, Denny Lane is now sitting in uh, where Mickey was. But uh, Mickey Dolenz from the Monkees was great. Uh, and that, that show, they did uh, the 50th anniversary of the Beatles' White Album. So that was a spectacular show with, uh, again, Christopher Cross, Jason Sheff, of course. Uh, you had Badfinger, which features Joey Mullen now, the only the sole surviving member of Badfinger. And that's a whole story in itself, Harry, we did on a show uh, a few months ago. Badfinger, how great they were. Badfinger was so great, Harry. Is Badfinger like the Beatles uh, in another name? Well, well, that's that's kind of the, the hook. Badfinger was so good. They were produced by the Beatles. Paul McCartney was producing them. 
for a period of time, then George Harrison stepped in, and then kind of, you know, you come full circle, uh, 50 years later, Todd Rundgren brought it home for uh, Badfinger. He produced several of their albums, and now he's playing with Joey Mullen. So it's, it's kind of cool the way it all comes around. But Badfinger was so good that people actually thought they were the Beatles in disguise, that they were pulling the fast one and becoming like a studio group again and, you know, hiding behind this term Badfinger, which uh, John Lennon had termed when uh, – he uh, he broke his he broke his hand and he was still playing the piano and they they, they called it the bad finger boogie and that's where the <laughs> that's where the name came from an, I love it yeah they needed a name for this band and they they remembered bad finger so and, and please correct me if I am having a hallucination but bad finger over the last couple of years they're in the rock and roll hall of fame aren't they. No, they should be, though. They're, They're not, not in. Uh, I thought they got in. No, no. Okay. No. Hallucination. Uh, and let, let me tell you, it's, it's you know, because uh, I'm telling you, you could do a whole show on Bad Finger. They, they're so great. But it's one of the saddest, most tragic stories in rock and roll history and of, of such a great band with so much talent, Harry. And they, you know, several of them came right from Liverpool area, Joey Mullen right there where McCartney is from. And, uh, but you know, what happened to two of their star members, tragedies of just the, the, the rock industry, particularly that time here in the sixties, late sixties and seventies where, you know, everybody was still getting ripped off. It just ruined. So they, they uh, were financially swindled. Yeah. It, it's so much. So, you know, when you imagine thinking you're rich and you actually, you have nothing and you're in tremendous debt and tax troubles and, here you thought you were a multimillionaire, and that's what happened to these guys. And, oh. and so, uh, but we were lucky, Harry. You know, you and I, we saw them. If you recall, we saw them twice at Steel Pier. Once, I'll never forget. I have a more vivid memory of 1972 on Easter Sunday, you know, when they would, the Hammets would do that one uh, day and tease everybody until Memorial Day would, would come along. But Badfinger on Easter weekend uh, in Atlantic City, they played twice, and you know, I've interviewed Joey many times, and uh, once again, just a vivid memory because the Steel Pier was such a unique, uh, just unforgettable venue. By the way, you do count that the Beatles played Steel Pier, correct? The The reason they, they were in Boardwalk Hall uh, was merely because Ricky Nelson almost sank Steel Pier, and the Beatles probably would have. Uh, so the Beatles, the, the, the ticket says it. You have an original ticket. I posted the ticket that I have. Uh, in the article that I wrote on McCartney, the Beatles qualify as having played Steel Pier, correct? Well, you could say that. I mean, geographically, no, but it was a production of Steel Pier and George Hammond. The, the interesting- it, wait, it says Steel Pier presents the Beatles, but am I right? He, I think you and I have talked about this on this show. The Beatles would have been on Steel Pier, but it, it just the, 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 the popularity of the Beatles, it didn't make sense to even try to do that. Well, you couldn't do it, Harry. Physically, yeah. safely, you couldn't do it. They learned the lesson in 1958, that July, when the pier... Remember, we told the story about Ed Hurst and Joe Grady. If you look at any marquee in history that has Joe Grady's name on it, the year was 1958, because he never returned. <laughs> After Ricky Nelson, Joe Grady never returned to Steel Pier ever again. No, not even to the outside, Harry. On the outside of the world, he never came back. He thought he was going to drown. So- well, yeah, and what it was, I think, just in, in case people weren't listening the last time, what happened, uh, a lot of people remember Ed as a great TV and radio personality, but Ed was a lifeguard, you know, and he's a really good swimmer uh, to the end. I mean, just a really good swimmer. And uh, he said, Joe, listen, we're going to be all right. He says, here, Mike, collapse. It's moving. There's no question. It was swaying. It was very, very scary. And uh, 
he said, but what we're going to do is we're going to see this thing out. And if it gets bad, we're going to jump in. And Ed says, I will save you. I will, I'll swim you in to the shore, you know, because remember you're out there, you know, Yeah. if you're on the end where they were uh, half a mile out. And so, yeah, Ed, Ed, you know, wasn't phased by it, but yeah, Joe Brady never returned. So I always, whenever I see a picture it's so interesting because you know right away it was 1958 because Joe Grady had that experience and never came back. And that was the end of Joe Grady doing the Steel Pier. Unfortunately, with Ed, you know, they did the radio show many, many years, uh, decades uh, following that. But uh, the Steel Pier show then was left for Ed to do and with other people through the years. Ed had some great – if you remember, Harry, Ed had – Mickey Marlowe was a co-host oh, yeah. uh, through the years. I mean, how delightful was she? She's still alive, by the way. Um you had people like uh, Jim O'Brien, Harry, the famous weatherman, yeah. uh, co-hosted the Steel Pier show with Ed Hurst and and others. You know, Ed Ed liked that because Ed was really good at um, playing off know, banter, playing off yep. someone. So it's yeah, and you know, Harry, it's it's much more fun to, to have somebody. You know, it's hard. You know, you carry four hours every day, five days a week. It's it's really tough to do that by yourself. Hang in there, Don. We're going to come right back. It's 18 minutes past the hour. We continue. And when we come back, I want to see if you agree with your slightly older and slightly more attractive older twin brother that Jason Sheff, the former for more than 30 years, the former lead singer for Chicago, the band and bass player, that in voice, he is as good as he has ever been at this moment at age 60. Which when you you know this, Don, when you do when you sing falsetto and you have to hit these notes of these Chicago ballads and these other songs that Jason Sheff does, uh, that's that's really incredible that he has used that instrument for more than 30 years and probably before he was part of Chicago even. So well more than 30 years, but 30 plus years with Chicago alone and in the year since then. Uh, it's got to be 35-plus years minimum. Uh, I'm going to see if you agree that Jason Sheff sounds as good today as ever. We'll be back as we continue this discussion. Partly about it was 50 years ago today, a tribute to the Beatles, which on Monday, June 20th, this will, will be in concert at the Ocean City Music Pier. That will be Jason Sheff, formerly of Chicago, Todd Rundgren, Christopher Cross, Joey Milland from Badfinger, Denny Lane, who played with the Moody Blues and the Wings. Uh, And we're going to talk about more, but that's where I want to come back to, Don, when we come back in just a few minutes on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Back to uh, Don Hurley. Don uh, and those just joining us were talking about uh, musical memories, if you will. A little uh, uh, artistic license there, a program that Don used to host. And I posed the question right before the break and see if you agree because I admit 
I'm a fan and I consider you more in the expert category, but you know I do have a good ear. And I find Jason Chef, first of all, I just love his voice, always have. Uh, I told a story about three and a half hours ago. Uh, Margie and I saw one of the first Chicago concerts ever with Jason Chef taking over for Peter Cetera. And I thought, wow, the guy can play the bass and he sounds great doing the ballads. I mean, this was really an amazing find for Chicago, the band. But of course, they were so amazing. They, they could find greatness and they did. And then they went on to have this incredible 30-plus year relationship. I really don't understand the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jason Sheff was the lead singer for over 30 years, and he's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Chicago. Peter Cetera, who only played for a short while, is. Cetera is also in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame individually. But do you, before we get into the talent aspect, do you agree that Jason Sheff gets ripped off by not being inducted? Oh, yeah, because he's not, you know, some of these acts are, they have people to plug in and plug out, and they're barely, you know. Yeah, that, yeah he wasn't a fill-in guy. I mean, like, sometimes they would have Neil Donnell fill in before he became the actual member of the band, lead singer. Uh, and, and you know, they had Jeff Coffey fill in before he became the lead singer for a period. Jason Sheff was a part of that band. He was a band member for over 30 years with, really, I think it's fair to say, because the first work was fantastic, but obviously 30-plus years of the old content and then all of the new stuff, uh, I just think he gets told. And, and then you talk about indignity. He played with Chicago when they were inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he wasn't. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You know, I, 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 so crazy what um, you know Rolling Stone does with that Hall of Fame. It's really – it's one guy, Harry. You know what's going on with that yeah. whole story. But – Here's the thing with Jason Sheff. I mean, it, it, now with some bands, you know, you might have some players that didn't have such a pivotal role, but, you know, he was lead singer, lead tenor singer, bass player, and also a writer. He wrote some quality songs. For instance, he kept Chicago's streak alive. They've had a top uh, 10 hit in every decade since they, they formed in the 1960s. And here they were in 1989, and they were about to get washed out, and Jason Sheff came in with a top five hit that was really a great song. He, in fact, I just saw him. He released it on his, if you go to his page, he's he's all over Facebook and his own website at Jason Sheff. It's S C H E F F two Fs uh, dot com. And uh, what kind of man would I be? Just a beautiful ballad. It was perfectly fitted for Chicago. And hey, you know, incidentally, do let's go to the other point point that I made right before the break. Do you agree with me? that he is in great voice right now? Oh, yeah. I think we, we left that. We teased that at the, at the station break. But, yes, he is singing as well as ever. Uh, his energy. I'm so happy that we're doing this because he is so energized now because you know what happens? You know, the one thing I love about Chicago, besides their music, they, uh, they don't air their laundry in public. You know, they keep everything really tight. So, you know, when players come and go, there's a bit of mystery because they uh, they keep their personal business private. I, I like that. You know, they don't, there's no like acrimony. There's no. Uh, they keep their personal business private, and they keep their business private. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And, and so, you know, Jason did well. He he's talked about it many times. I interviewed him when he was in Atlantic City just last year, and you know, he did what was right for his family, Harry. They, you know, and. and People can appreciate that when you have a family member that needs you at home, uh, you're not out touring the world, you know, with a rock band. So 
you know, there's, there's no, and, and there's by the way, wrong. give give people an idea, Don. This is in Chicago, and they tour twenty five dates, fifty dates a year. This is over two hundred and some dates a year, isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, if you add all the travel to it, for sure, you know. But one hundred and fifty dates a year. Imagine, you know, what's involved with that, and it's just an extraordinary commitment. In fact, so much so uh, that that's why Jeff Coffey left. I mean, it was just and Tristan and Bowden, right? Well, yeah, and he finally, Tris was with him, God, he was with him 25 years himself, a tremendous drummer. He's still out there doing some things. And, uh, but yeah, so they, you know, Chicago keeps it tight. And uh, it's interesting, you know, I, uh, Neil Donnell, how you mentioned him, this is the voice of Canada he's known as. He's, he's on more than 10,000 records. He's the most recorded voice in the history of Canada and uh, probably any, almost anywhere else, too. I mean, he's on 10,000 records. So uh, he came to resorts. You know, our favorite place in Atlantic City, Harry, comes to Resorts Casino about 10 years ago. The first time this band uh, is still out there without him now because he's the lead singer for Chicago now, at least lead tenor singer. And Neil Donnell, after the show, I interviewed him. And uh, this was the first time they'd ever played in America. So when they came to Resorts Casino in Atlantic City, it was the first time that this group, Brass Transit, and this is this is a band, and I can't remember all the players but everyone there, it would be like having Eric Clapton, uh, whoever, you know, Louis Armstrong on the trumpet, <laughs> the greatest horn players. You know, these guys in Canada, were. it was like the all-star team of Canada. It's like the New York Yankees. Recorded voice. Play, playing a tribute yeah. band. And so, I, so I'm, I'm talking with them, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about that movie with Mark Wahlberg, you know, Rockstar, where the guy, the, the super fan comes out of the crowd. Yeah. You know, that, that is the lead singer for a tribute band. Yeah, I won't sing it, but stand up and shout. Yeah, so here's here's Neil Donnell, and I'm, I'm interviewing. I say, you know, I said, Neil, I said, I'm, I'm not kidding. I said, if Chicago ever needs a voice, I got, you could step right in. And he was so modest. He goes, come on. And he said, I know this is America, and anything's possible. But And so then I interview him a few years later, you know. And so Chicago is getting ready to do a, a, a tour in Canada. And, you know, Jason's still singing. You know, he's singing great and and. You know, he had uh, family matters he had to take care of. So they bring in Neil Donnell right after the interview. I just had done with him for my radio show saying that, you know, anything you could be singing with Chicago next weekend. And sure enough, he was. It was incredible. Well, you know what I love about him? And I know you guys are friends on Facebook. I'm friends with Neil on Facebook. I don't know him like you know him, but uh, I follow him on a daily basis. What I love about him, he is so humble and appreciative and he holds chicago the band in reverence oh yeah and he's such a hard worker harry i mean he said listen i've heard robert lamb i've talked with robert lamb he said neil donnell has made him a better singer he's he's actually teaching people how to sing better sing you know so they can sing longer he does master classes in uh vocal skills like singing with your diaphragm and not straining your vocal cords Exactly, doing it right, and uh, so many people don't, you know, and that's why they don't last, you know, they they wear out their voice. Here's another sidebar that we will take up after the break. I I, I said it with a heavy heart because you know Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle. I love McCartney, and obviously I have that um, special encounter that uh, is turning a magical age uh, just a few months from now. I can't believe it how long ago that was, 2002. It's crazy, crazy that that's 20 years uh, in just a couple of months. We're going to be writing about it. 
uh, here at the WPGTalkRadio.com website, WPG Talk Radio app. And I was very, um, I'll just say it, I was very saddened. But, of course, I know he's 79, almost 80, and I know that he yelled and screamed. And, I mean, his voice held for 60-some years, 70 years. Uh, amazing. And I heard some things I didn't like, Don. And off, off, off the record and off the air, I called Don. I said, hey, Don, what's up? I said this, you know, because I don't base anything on one thing I listen to. Somebody could have laryngitis. They could just have vocal strain. Uh, anything is possible. And I said, Don, I don't like what I'm hearing. Is it gone? You know, is, is, can he not sing anymore? What's going on with this? And uh, I want you to give us the update because you and I have revisited that in the past couple of weeks. That's another concert I have to see one more time. Uh, and anybody that has the opportunity during this tour, you should do it. Even if it's flying to Orlando, I know there's a date in Orlando because I'm thinking about it myself. Uh, because I think the next time you see McCartney will be the last time that you see McCartney. That statement might not be true, but I just have a hunch that for most people it would be true. So when we come back, tell us uh, how Paul McCartney's doing voice-wise in your opinion with Don Hurley. I am. Hurley in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour. Don and Harry in the morning. And uh, what can you say about Paul McCartney? And I hope that it's an upgrade from our last conversation. Well, I mean, I'm not going to – I love Paul McCartney. I'm not going to criticize him. But, look, in June, I think it's June 18th to be exact – He's going to be 80 years old, and the guy is still out there, high energy, rocking. So, I mean, look, his voice is thinner than it used to be. It's it's a little strained, and there's a little bit of a wobble. If you know, if I'm you know trying to describe it, because I someone posted a, it's on YouTube, a really nice audio clip uh, from when the tour kicked off, and remember, and the tour was just kicking off too. He's going to get better as it goes. That 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 generally happens, and um, it was in Seattle. Uh, but here was the great thing about it, though. He was doing this song. This could never have happened, Harry. For 60 years, this could have never happened. But it can happen now. Once once someone reaches a point in their life where there's just no pretenses left, there's no egos. It's just music, pure music and love. And he uh, he does a duet with John Lennon with this humongous image of Lennon behind him. And they sing, if you remember the song, I've Got a Feeling. It's a really great song. Oh, yeah. And because of that great documentary, if if people haven't seen it, you know, get a free trial to Disney. Even if you're down on Disney right now, I I, I think it's free for either 30 or 90 days. And, you know, there's no obligation. You can just watch. They've got some great programming beyond some of the the craziness going on. But one of the things is this Get Back documentary where, you know, the prolific uh, filmmaker Peter Jackson, he dissected that whole Let It Be project, if you recall, Harry. Yes from the sixties and part of it came this beautiful track and video with John Lennon isolated so that Paul McCartney is singing with him, something he hasn't done, you know, in 60 years, uh, right on stage. So I'm going to say he's great. Harry, he's Paul McCartney. So I'm not going to criticize him. I like that. Hey, listen, me either. I, I mean, you know, my affinity for him and, and not just because 
we had about 40 minutes uh, with only two other people in the room. I'll never forget that and how kind uh, and generous and just a good, good guy. And again, it has nothing to do with anybody's politics or anything like that. It was just I just wish that I could have recorded so much of this. Oh, it's just it's in my mind. Uh, but it, oh, it was just indescribable. I mean, that was my favorite performer of all time right there. And uh, thank God the the photo arrived. I thought it was I thought that also was was gone. And months later, I got an email and I couldn't believe it when I opened it up. Just one photo. Actually, there were two photos and I, I've got them both. In fact, you, you transfer it onto a, um, a CD for me, which I keep in my uh, in my desk. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going to criticize him either. And I'm glad that he's still out there. Now, let me let me ask you if you know this. I know how long he played that night and how many songs in the two encores, each of them four or so songs each. We, we wrote a piece that, that has the entire set list, every song that was played. It, again, I, I just think it's incomparable. I've, and and he, he didn't take a sip of water in more than two hours. Does he still play that long or is it a shorter concert now? Oh, no, he'll play that long. It's going to go two and a half hours, Harry. Jeez. No, he's going to play a long show. Wow. It's just, you know, look, he's he's going to be 80 years old, and he sounds the way he does today, and it's it's still very satisfying. And uh, if, you, if you get the chance, you have to go. I mean, this guy, he's one of the Mozarts of this generation. I mean, you know, any chance to see Paul McCartney. And I think you're right. They're not billing it as like a farewell tour, but it sure has the, the feel, you know, the sense of what might be a farewell tour. Yeah, I mean, and, you, you, know, you just look. I mean, he's going to be 80. I mean, you just don't know. Uh, he's in great health, and he's always stayed in fight shape. Weight, terrific, but um, you, you just never know. And uh, if you have the opportunity, don't miss it. That's why there was no way we were going to miss uh, what we did back in 2002. That was uh, – I even thought then it might be the last time I ever saw him. So I take nothing for granted. You just you just never know. Uh, so I'm glad we had an opportunity to talk about that. Uh, you pick the topic when we come back. Final break of our broadcast week. Don't forget the weekend lineup, uh, live and local, 5 a.m. hour, Tom P. You have John DeMassey from 9 o'clock until 12 noon with his program, live and local. Uh, and, of course, 12 noon, Carmen Murata, Tony Mart presents. That's live and local beginning tomorrow morning in the 5 a.m. hour right here. On WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you. With Don, I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, and on the WPG Talk Radio app. With WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Economists are warning that sanctions against Russia could cause unintended damage in America, triggering devastating inflation. As gas prices skyrocket, prices for everything could surge even higher, making the current 40-year record inflation look mild. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to take immediate action to protect your savings by opening a physical gold IRA with my friends at Birch Gold. I'm Birch Gold customer myself, and they have my highest recommendation. Just text the word PROTECT to 989898. 
and they'll send you a free info kit on how to get started. In my opinion, gold IRAs are one of the best ways to protect your savings no matter what happens in America or around the world. And the best company to work with is Birch Gold. So text the word PROTECT to 989898 to get everything you need to know about protecting your savings with gold. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Great one. We're back 48 minutes past the hour. WPG Talk Radio 95.5's Hurley in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 is South Jersey's number one talk station, all because of you, and we know it. Thank you for that. And uh, as if you're just joining the program, we announced at the beginning of the hour that we're turning off all of the hot talk, all the serious issues. There's just so much, obviously, that's going on in favor of a more lighthearted end to our broadcast week. I'm having a blast. I hope you're having a blast as we regale over um, music events that have happened in Atlantic City and some of the other things that we're talking about. Of course, the event that's coming to Ocean City in uh, what about... um, five weeks that's going to be here before you know it Jeez, i'll tell you this this year is flying by you know it's hard to believe but this year is i mean a couple of weeks from june then it's going to be half over and then you're going to blink it's going to be uh the end of the year it's just wild how fast things are going all right you get the uh the next topic go well you know harry i'm trying to think a couple I've, i've done a couple of events in the past few weeks Really special things, and and the one that was just jumped out of my mind as we were uh, talking offline was this great uh, 40th anniversary of the filming of Eddie and the Cruisers, Harry. Uh, we just you and I both love that film, and it's very special to me. It's interesting how it all happened, but I became friends with Tony uh, with Carmen's father before I was friends with Carmen, you know. And I, I always remember Carmen, of course, from the bar, and everybody did. But uh, Tony Martz was such a special place. And it, it was it was so fitting that this movie they're looking for a location, Harry. And here's Tony March that has, you know, for your listeners that don't know, it's so steep in rock and roll tradition, Harry. Bill Haley and the Comets played there, you know, uh, Del Shannon, wow, Levon Helms, and you know the Hawks. I mean, there was so much history happening there. You know, Levon Helms is talking to Bob Dylan on the phone from Tony March in some you know, on Bay Avenue. It's just incredible, you know, and. Um, but the, the fact that they, they look for the right place, they find Tony Martz, it was so fitting. And it was sort of the swan song for Tony Martz, which we, I didn't know at the time, but it'd be one of the last things that ever really happened there. Wow. And so this filming occurred right, you know, 40 years, right this time, Harry, March, you know, April. And I remember now, being Now, is the rumor true that you were not dressed appropriate for what they were looking for, for extras, or you would have been in the movie? Yes, the rumor is true, and, and really, you talk about brokenhearted. I brought, I think I brought three people with me. I remember bringing a whole car full of people, and because what happened the week before, I was talking with Carmen's father, Tony, and he says, listen, he says, you're here every week. He says, we're making a movie, and uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you much about it. It's a rock and roll movie, but it's filming here, and you got to be in the movie because you're here all the time which was true. We just love Tony Martz and, you know, live music in the winter, Harry, you could go there in January on a cold Tuesday night and see the best bands in the region and then beyond. But, uh, so I said, Tony, well, I'll be here. I'll bring some people with me too. make sure, you know, you got a big crowd. And so, uh, I don't know what I was wearing, but I've heard this producer, Harry, and he's in the movie, you know, it's funny when it finally clicked who this guy was, but, and 
he sees, you know, my friends are with me. They're going in. He goes, but him, meaning me, he says, no, he, he's out. <laughs> and I, I still don't know why, but um, I think it was, you know, something the way I was dressed, maybe, you know, the <laughs> early 80s, leftover 70s uh, just wasn't going to work. But I mean, I mean if would I had, like would like jeans and a white T-shirt have gotten you in? I mean, what was? Well, what? maybe. Yeah, I, I think I think that would have done it. But, yeah. So <laughs> now, so, you know, what's cool about that. Uh, if you had gotten in, I mean, forever young, you'd be in the movie, if, especially if there was even for a fraction of a second because you can free, freeze the frame and take a picture of it. You and I torturously, and he sometimes listens to the program, we were directly behind on the escalator when one of the greatest close-ups in movie history, Ken Bishop, coming down the escalator at Boardwalk Hall, for Kansas City Bomber with Raquel Welch. We were there, and you and I came probably within two seconds of having a permanent role close-up in that movie. Yeah, that would have been cool, too, because that is such a great movie, too. Like a cult classic. You know, if you remember, the Philadelphia Warriors contributed heavily to that movie. Pretty Judy Arnold was there. And she did a lot of scenes. And so they did it right during the, the, the Philadelphia Warriors roller derby. Elmer yep. Anderson was there. Yep. And uh, that was so great. Uh, uh, those days at Convention Hall. Remember, Harry, we would walk all the way to Angelo's Barbershop, which, you know, we were basically, you know, we're Iowa Avenue kids walking all the way to Virginia Avenue. I think he was. Angelo was all the way. And we're walking all the way there because he had the best tickets for every event. I don't care. Every event at um convention hall which was you know bruno san martino and wrestling in the wwf yep all the phillies games and the roller derby of course we just loved it and that that you know there's we should get her back on harry remember you interviewed judy arnold she was great oh phenomenal phenomenal yeah, she's a lovely interview. woman she's yeah and they, that was such a you know you look at a slice of history it, it, it's that kind of thing that not everybody would remember you know just a certain you know, in our generation would recall that roller derby, how big it was, but it was as big as pro wrestling, if you remember. Oh, Jim the King Trotter. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, we used to, we never missed it. It was fantastic. They had the big campaign, We Are the Warriors. Remember that? Yeah, and it was just great. And what they would do is they would, uh, you know, do the show in Philly, film that for TV, and they always came to uh, Atlantic City for the whole summer season. And I think they hit Wildwood, too, a little bit. But we were like the real main stop for the summer season at convention hall yeah and that was if you recall that the person that could score the points was known as a jammer yeah and they had that helmet Harriet. if you recall little richard brown would get on top of the rail and skate on top of the the railing around the rink oh yeah and this guy this guy from the australian kangaroos i'll never forget it his name was bugs airguard i can't believe i even remember this but this guy bugs and they called him bugs because he had this hair it looked like almost like like Medusa, and they said he had bugs in his hair and everything. But in any event, he blasts little Richard Brown, who goes flying in the air. The helmet flies off his head, lands in my lap. I throw it behind my back, and next thing I know, man, this manager walks up saying, hey, good catch, kid, but give me the helmet back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I remember that sport. You you would take your hands on your hips, and you'd call off the play, and the play would be over after yeah, you came. Yeah, and you came in and scored. It was really on that bank track. A lot of action, a lot of elbows, uh, and and really people went flying at a high rate of speed over those railings. It was it was very um, very athletic, very physical. 
Let me go back to Eddie and the Cruisers because about two, three, or whatever weeks ago, one night I watched Eddie and the Cruisers, and then the next morning when I woke up, I watched uh, Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2. Doesn't have another name on it, too. Is there another name besides Part 2, Eddie and yeah, the Cruisers? Yeah, Eddie and the Cruisers. It's Part 2, Eddie Lives. Eddie Lives, exactly. I knew, I knew that. I just, could, I, just, I just zoned out. So I just love Michael Paré, Eddie, such a perfectionist. And you got the one guy that says, we're not great. We're just three guys from Jersey. Is that, is that the line? Oh, he's great. That's yeah, the that's line, pretty right? Close, Harry. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Matthew Lawrence. If you remember Matthew yeah, Lawrence, of course. From, uh, you know Saturday Night Live, so many things. But he was so great. And it, and it, it, the interesting thing, you know, because I got to finally, I've been adding to my special. You know, I did that special for you. I can't believe it's been 15 years now. But it was the oh my god! Hold on, hold on, Don, hold on. Sure. What are the chances? Ken Bishop listening to Hurley in the morning live. Why, Ken? I love your post. Ken has the picture. Of himself, he's in in the shirt I remember and the green sweater, and then to the right, the hottest thing on wheels, Raquel Welch, number eleven. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to argue with that uh, with that headline because, oh my gosh, I mean, what a woman! And uh, there's there is Ken Bishop, close up, like you can't believe it. he knows he knows he's on TV too. He's looking. Oh yeah, and we we all did. We saw the cameras and lights. We all knew we were. Now you know but, when uh, I Don, when I give out shout outs like this, and the person's actually listening, I just absolutely love it. Uh, and, and who's who's better than Kenny Bishop, man? What a, one of the great guys ever. I'm so glad he was listening. Yeah, that was so great. And every time we watch it, you know, and I, I recall being in the movie and, and someone yelling, "That's Kenny Bishop on this," because we saw this in the theaters, if you remember. So it was just great. All right, so give us another topic to close things out, Don. Well, yeah, and to finish that though, um, the the that was the, the, this past few weeks ago they celebrated the filming of Eddie and the Cruisers forty years ago, and coming in the next few weeks. Well, not the next few weeks, but later this summer, uh, in September, it'll be towards the end of the summer. Uh, they're going to celebrate with John Cafferty and the whole Beaver Brown Band. They're going to celebrate the music of Eddie and the Cruisers right there on the beach in Summers Point, and also. Uh, do two nights, one night in Atlantic City and uh, one night in uh, Summers Point, right where it all happened on the Bay uh, Avenue area in Summers Point. So keep a check. Carmen and Nancy Murata, they're two of the great showmen and women, uh, you know, in, in entertainment. That What they've done over these last 20 years in this region, the shows, Harry, that they bring for everybody. Uh, and this is going to be great. I, I haven't heard the whole lineup, but it's going to be a great summer for entertainment. You know, people really looking to get out again you can really feel it I mean, don give people a little review because uh tunes came back to the area and played and we were you know we were involved in a in a project where tunes had to get some things done in order for his mouth to be able to properly um you know work his instrument the way that he needs people don't realize your teeth and everything everything's got to be right uh in order to be able to make the sound that at the elite level that he does, that he's able to do. Uh, I wasn't able to be there, but I know that you were. I understand that Tunes is in tune. Yeah, he's back, and it was so great because he hadn't played in more than a year. Yeah. Uh, and he started to do a few dates. It wasn't the first time he played, but it's one of the first few times that he was back on stage. 
And he was just great. I mean, just, you know, I thought he was, he said he was 90%, but that's better than anybody else's 100%. He, Mike Toons and Toons, Harry, without exaggeration, the best rock and roll saxophonist in the world. I'm not exaggerating. Just watch this guy play. It's so special. And, and he has this. Hey, Don, I don't think many people argue. If you ever say that out loud, I don't see any line forming of uh, angry mobs uh, wanting their money back saying that that statement isn't true. I, 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 I think it's, it's accurate. Yeah, he's as good as they get. And I remember years ago seeing him in a small club and this band, this is before Eddie and the Cruisers. And I, rem- I went up to him. I said, you guys are too good for this place. I said, you're going to be huge stars. I remember I've been on kind of fly on the wall a few times. I saw one of Gloria Stefan's first performances ever anywhere and i walked right up to her i said you're going to be a huge star someday i just i feel it you know and she was so gracious and beautiful but yeah same thing with uh, john cafferty and tunes i walk up to these guys i said man like almost like what are you doing here and um i said you're going to be huge stars and they're so good these these guys it's such a great band and what what would you what would you describe their sound you're very good at this if you had to describe John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. What's their sound in your description? Well, it's, it's, it is a little Springsteen-like, but, it, you know, it, he did it on his own because I, he's been out there as long as Springsteen. So, but it, 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 it does, you know, resemble that. So, you know, a little bit of Springsteen-type sound because he has that kind of voice. Uh, you know, I, they're just like blue-collar, rock, rock and roll, uh hardest working band you'll find and i remember i interviewed johnny rivers which is very unusual he doesn't do many interviews and roy goldberg helped us out with that i really wanted to talk with him and he and i just hit it off johnny was you know so good so generous with the show and um then then he came to Margate and played that great festival they used to do but in any event i'm talking with him and he said hey don what what do i got to know about this show i said well look there's going to be thousands of people i mean it's going to run the length of this historic area of Amherst Avenue. It's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be a huge event. I said, and then there's this band you, you want to be aware of. I said, cause they, they steal the show everywhere. And I said, eat your Wheaties. I said, I'm not kidding. <laughs> John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band. True story. Roy Goldberg brought John Cafferty and tunes and the whole band to open the show. And so I was backstage with Johnny rivers. He was, Oh man, he was Don, you weren't kidding. He said, these guys are great. You know, he'd heard of them, but he'd never seen them live. And, they just, they work, you know, you've seen the play, Harry. They work the crowd so well, and yep. it's just such a high-energy show. And then you add, you know, because some of these songs, Harry, people associate them, associate them with Eddie and the Cruisers, but Tender Years, for instance, uh, Tender Years and uh, Wild Summer Nights, I saw them play those songs before the movie even was happening, you know, before he was picked. He was picked to do the, the if you remember a guy named Kenny Vance, Harry, he was, he's the lead singer the planetones he's got a band and he's a great musical director himself and he got involved with uh supervising the music for this eddie and the cruisers which was going to be a disaster until he got on board and he said no no he says uh, i just saw this band in hell's kitchen and he said this is this is eddie and the cruisers these guys wow. john cavity and the beaver brown band and he says and they got a guy on saxophone that'll blow anybody you know away and that was Toons, of course. And he was so great. They put him in the movie, Harry yeah. Toons. Yeah. He's he's the real musician. Well, there were a couple, in fact, because, you know, David Wilson really was a drummer. I mean, he played really well. If you look at David Wilson as Kenny Hopkins and Eddie and the Cruisers, he's on beat with every scene. 
really playing. Tunes, of course, can really play. Uh, Helen Schneider, who we both know, Harry, from the old Steel Pier days, yep. uh, legitimate huge star in Germany and all over Europe. She left America about 20 years ago, and she's a humongous star. I, in fact, I, when I interviewed her for the radio special, she hadn't done an interview in English in 10 years. Wow. How was, was her really English? Funny. She, was it good? It was, it was, it was fabulous. Yeah. We have it on tape and I'm going to, you know, follow up with her because I'm going to update this now, this 25th anniversary to now, I can't believe the 40th anniversary, Crazy. 15 years later Crazy. and catch up with, uh, with everybody again. But she's so great. She's, she's still making albums. She's uh, a huge star. And all over Europe. Don, Don, two-minute drill. I'm only jumping in because there's only two minutes left in the broadcast week. Don Hurley, we're talking musical memories. Sammy G wrote in. I wrote back, nice description. See what you think of this, Don. Uh, Sammy G proving that he's no slouch when it comes to music. So we're talking about, just to set the stage, we're talking about the sound. I asked Don to describe the sound of John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band. And he said, oh, you know, it's their own sound, but a little Springsteen in there, you know, this and that. Uh, Sammy G writes in, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band are a cross between Bon Jovi, Southside Johnny, and Bruce Springsteen. I think he's on to something there. That's a great description, yeah. That's great, what great I wrote. description because, yeah, they're, they're extremely versatile. Uh, Southside Johnny, of course, was all involved in that too with Kenny Bass, so that's interesting that Sammy picked up on that because there's no coincidence that they were looking for a certain sound, which they found in John Cafferty and his great music. Yeah. He's, he's just great. I mean, he's, he, he's a great writer, still singing great. Did, you know, did, and, Don, did Eddie and the cruisers make John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown band, even to this day, final 30 seconds? Yes. That, and also because that got him to Hollywood, which got him to Sylvester Stallone. They did that stuff for Rocky four and Cobra so yeah, that got him on sort of the you know the, the the national world stage because otherwise I think they would have been this great band that would have toured up and down the East Coast, but you know wouldn't have become world famous. So yeah, the movie and interesting. Enough. And by the way, this is not an insult; it's a compliment. You'd be like the Billy Walton Band, which regionally is a elite, top notch band that could be national if they got the break or if they even wanted to get the break. Fair comment, real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. And Billy Walton's a star in England, Harry. They yep. love him. Yep. You know, he, he's selling out these huge venues. So, yeah, Billy Walton, that guy, he, he's, he's South Jersey's own rock and roll star. There's no there's no question. Uh, Dom, we've got to go. Love these hours that we spend. Uh, we'll do more of it. Have a great weekend. Talk to you. Yeah, everybody. See ya. Time to go.